At Kohl's Friends and Family Sale, the back-to-school savings add up with an extra 20% off. Save on Skechers for the family, girls stretch jeggings just $12, and save on an Instant Pot and luggage. Plus, take an extra 10% off home. Plus, everyone gets Kohl's cash. Plus, free Amazon returns now at all Kohl's stores. This weekend at Kohl's. Offers valid July 25th through 28th. 20% with promo code SHOPFAMILY. 10% off home with promo code HOMEDEAL10. Some exclusions apply. See store or post.com for details. kids it's monday it's tax day and yes i'll rip the tax man but we can't play the beatles tax man because we would be violating all kinds of d nonsensical things it's monday april 15th and you are looking live no longer at amen corner or beautiful augusta national the patrons can now go back to being the gallery or the throngs the back nine can be called the back nine. The front nine can be called the front nine. And all the other things that you weren't allowed to say this weekend, no matter who you worked for, but if you were on the grounds at Augusta National, you had to call them patrons for one week and one week only. Hello there, Tony Bruno. Miss Robbins here. She watched her Game of Thrones. She parked the dragons outside today. Oh. Unfortunately, they were doused. Their flames were doused by the overnight unbelievable storms that rolled through the area. People still have power out. There were tornado warnings here in the Philadelphia area. <clears throat> this is a climate change thing. We, you better not go. If you're planning to fly anywhere warm or go away for the upcoming Easter, for example, it's spring break, right, in schools. Don't go anywhere, kids. we got to save the planet. Look what happened overnight. That stuff never happened before never, until, like, ever. last spring <laughs> when humidity built up and cold fronts moved in. There were a lot of cold fronts moving around the Delaware Valley this weekend. It was hot and humid, but Tiger Woods, yo, even Robin, who doesn't watch, care, listen, understand, or even appreciate the greatness that is the game of golf. That is not true. But you know me, I'm, I like golf. I played golf. It's like uh, Kavanaugh. He likes beer. He drinks beer. I like golf. I played golf. And there was all these ridiculous arguments on Twitter over the weekend. I'm watching the 76ers game on Saturday afternoon. I was watching the, the Masters. In fact, last Thursday... When the Masters got underway, right here on the show on twitch.tv slash Live, and thank you all for joining us on this Monday. Last week, we gave you the update. from The Masters is a major sporting event. It's not just the Bobby Goldsboro Greater Greensboro Open that most people don't pay attention to unless you live in Greensboro, North Carolina. You know, there's a, there's a golf tournament every weekend, just like there's a NASCAR race every weekend. Just like there's a soccer game every weekend. 
but not every single one. Just like there's a baseball game almost every day. Just like there were game ones of the NBA playoffs this past weekend. Just because they're game one of an NBA playoff doesn't mean that they are the most important event of the day. Maybe they are in your life, and if they are, God bless you. But I'm watching the Sixers game, and I'm flipping back and forth between the Sixers and the Masters because I want to see what's going on, and I want to see if Tiger Woods can do it. And I know people are rooting against Tiger Woods because to some people, some of them are racist, let's be honest, and I don't play the race card very much on the show. There are a lot of people who don't like Tiger Woods because of his race to this day. Of course it is. So those people are automatically disqualified. Then there are people who now want to play God, and they always want to do that. The sanctimonious, I've never done anything wrong in my life crowd. Did Tiger Woods do some slime ball things? Absolutely he did. He's a rich guy who was the best player on earth, and he did stupid things. Cost him his marriage. Cost him a lot of things. But guess what? He also got hurt. He didn't rape people. He didn't get away with crimes and misdemeanors. He didn't commit treason. He was a guy who screwed up in life, like most of us do, at one thing or another. And so he also hasn't won anything in a long, long time. And what made this story to me compelling, it's not because I bet on Tiger Woods or I root for I just want to watch a great tournament. And the fact that Tiger Woods, all these years removed, from even being a competitive golfer. Now, he, he showed some signs the last couple of years, but there was still that crowd out there, which is Tiger Woods will never win another major. Right. He had 14 of them. He was going to never, you know, at one point, it looked like he was going to blow by Jack Nicholas for the most majors ever at 18. And then, obviously, in the last 12, 13 years, between all the personal issues, the physical issues really would have messed him up more than anything else. You know, banging waitresses in restaurants. But I have an update on that. I know. Banging waitresses in restaurants, by the way, is something that uh, a lot of guys do. Most super rich guys don't really go into uh, waffle houses and hit on the uh, the waitresses. Tiger Woods did. If that makes him a scumbag, then you must really be the cleanest person on earth who's never done anything wrong. But the reason I rooted for Tiger Woods, I don't think about people's personal problems. It's not like the guy was a murderer. It's not like the guy was a rapist. It's not like he beat anybody up. He just did stupid things that messed up his marriage and cost him his marriage. That's like 75% of American males do something stupid. Maybe more than that. Right. Not every man cheats on his wife. Not every man is out driving with Ambien. A lot of them do. Drive with I never drove up to after I took Ambien. No, but I'm saying cheat on the wife. I mean... Monogamy is tough. Yes. Rick Pitino. You know, look what he did. Slime ball, banging waitresses in the back room of an Italian restaurant. Some people say, hey, good job out of him. But everybody has problems. Yes. Now, unless you're a major criminal, unless you got away with murder, unless you committed major crimes and hurt people, it's hard to root for those people. But guess what? If they go to jail, like Michael Vick, he went to jail. He went to prison. He got out. I was the first guy when we went on we, the night that he was signed by the Eagles. I was the first guy to say, you know what? He did his crime and he did his time. And now in our world of forgiveness, in our world of being, you go to jail, you get out, you get a second chance. And if nobody wants to give you that chance, then 
you don't have another opportunity. But if somebody's willing to give you a chance because they see talent or they see something in you that wants them to hire you, mm-hmm. that's fine. Tiger Woods doesn't have anybody. He doesn't, he doesn't work for anybody. He works for himself. That's the difference between team sports and sports where individuals have to put it all out on the line. Tiger Woods goes out every weekend. Yeah, he has a caddy. Yeah, he has a coach. Yes, he has doctors. But he has to go out there and deal with the men. That's the part that bugged me. I had these people when I was talking about golf, and I had this one guy on Twitter, oh, nobody cares about golf. It's not a sport. They're not athletes. And then I said to that guy, listen, if you feel that way, fine. The NBA, there's a, there's a different kind of athletes. But, but I guarantee you, Michael Jordan was the greatest NBA player of all time, many will argue. Michael Jordan tried to play golf. He's very good at golf. Michael Jordan could never go out at Augusta National with that kind of pressure and forget about winning the Masters. He couldn't even put, shoot four rounds yeah. of par golf. Well, here's the, the thing that I think is really stupid is that people, there's a lot of people out there that think the only things that can be considered a sport is if there's a lot of physical exertion. But but that's not true. Golf, uh, t- uh, chess is a sport. But uh, but those same people who say that golf isn't a sport would probably consider that chess is not a sport. Of course. But the bottom line is just turn on the TV. If you've got all the cable channels, you've got, you know, is darts but a sport? Darts, but is that's darts my a point. Sport? My point is that um, I personally believe that anything that requires precision and anything that requires, um, like, if you have to be precisely better than somebody else at something can be considered a sport. But you know what the difference is between golf and other sports? Like chess is one of those. It's cerebral, too. Right. Everybody thinks golf is who hits the ball the farthest. That's not what happens here. Golf is about, and you saw it with Tiger. That's what I was watching yesterday. I kept saying as I kept watching. All I did was watch. I didn't watch any hockey, basketball, baseball, anything. I was locked into the Masters. Again, I'm not a guy every weekend who locks in. I'm just like the regular person what, what am I watching on a Sunday afternoon? And this year, because I like to watch the Masters, especially the final round, but that board, what happened on Friday, Saturday, set up Sunday. And to me, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Now, but I'm not doing that, is this a sport? I'm not going to go in to have people telling me, is this a Listen, I know what sports are. Just turn on the TV. You know what a sport is? Anything that's televised on the 72,000 channels that you have. <laughs> Esports are guys sitting down and playing video games. What do they call it? Esports, e-sports right? Yep. Are those guys athletes and gals? Are they athletes? No. It are people precision. who drive flying drones through pylons? Are they athletes? No. It's a mental game, and it's, right. there's physical hand-eye coordination. And let's be honest, most sports, other than chess, you don't need hand-eye coordination. You need to think. That's more yeah. of a cerebral game. That's probably the most cerebral game slash sport there is. But the difference between golf and like team sports like NBA, football, baseball. But baseball, even though it's a team sport, it's up to individuals. Each individual has to get the bat and go up there and try to hit the ball, right? Nothing happens until the ball gets into play in baseball. In basketball, you know, you saw over the weekend some amazing games. You saw the Sixers. As I joked around, one of my my, uh, most tweeted tweets and retweets over the weekend was Donald Trump just congratulated the 76ers for providing enough bricks to build a new section of the wall. I mean, that's how bad it was. And there were a lot of bricklayers out there over the weekend. So you can joke around about it. But basketball, you could be unbelievable one day, and you can flat out suck the next. Even at the highest level, with the greatest players in the world, which the NBA is, guys can go out there, J.J. Redick for the Sixers, shoot bricks. 
Ben Simmons, who then cried afterwards and then changed and then realized he had to walk back his comments about Sixer fans who were booing him really should go on the other side, whatever that meant. And then he realized yesterday, yeah, I'm dissing the fans here. Uh, they've been following us for how many years that we've sucked and we're winning 10 games? Right. They stayed behind us. They didn't fill up the stadium, but they, they agreed that the, the process had to be trust. And now one of the two remaining guys from this whole process, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, they're the two guys that you're they're, they're, they're your franchise, and you got to build around them. But we'll get to the NBA. My point is about golf is what Tiger Woods did yesterday is not just a guy who went out there and played better golf than anybody else. Because Tiger Woods was trailing. Then he fell behind. But then you saw all the other guys. The kid Canty, who got the lead at one point, And then I said, you watch this kid now. And I wasn't rooting against anybody. I just watched it. There's nothing I can do sitting at home. But I said, watch that kid now. He makes an unbelievable eagle, and he goes to the leaderboard. And then what happens right after that? He realizes that he's he's atop the leaderboard at the Masters on the final round. And that's the difference between a Tiger Woods and the guys who win major championships. Not just the Masters, but the U.S. Open, the PGA, all the major championships. The difference between one guy, because now you're seeing Tiger Woods is 43. He had one in how many years? 14 years at the Masters. Uh, 08 was his last win. 11 years at a major championship, which was the U.S. Open. But the Masters, he had won there since 2005. That's 14 years later at 43. And as you get older in golf, you don't get better as you get older. But Tiger Woods can still hit it as far as the other guys, now the young, right, great it's players. the strength of being able to hit it. Well, that's why Tiger else. Woods was better than everybody else in the beginning. Because he was the first physically great athlete who went out there. Jack Nicholson doesn't look like an athlete, but no. his main competitors. <laughs> Neither does that Korean dude. Well, no, he no, he faded away into oblivion. <laughs> now, he was tied. Was he tied? Yes. And he tied one on later and didn't do anything <laughs> over the way. But he, you know, it was good. Now, a lot of people joke around that, the, you know, that, Tiger, after his issues w- and divorce and all the yeah, but that stuff's stuff. a lot. That stuff's yes, fifteen years ago. But that that he wasn't able to really come back, and people would joke around about the whole Perkins waitress, you know, he exactly. Um, but now he's won the Masters. He's back, and it brought tears to my eyes. Well, you know what? It's not about him winning the ma- ma- the Masters. It's when he when his son comes yes. up and jumps in his arm. In, and then they showed his dad, Earl, who I got to talk to many video. times over the years. There was that side-by-side video. Yeah, CBS of, did a great they, job. They did a fantastic job. But I have I have a theory, Tony. What's the theory? I have a theory as to why Tiger is back in full swing, so to why? speak. Well, everybody that watched the end um, also saw his new girlfriend. Of, right. So of, his daughter. His, actually, his new girlfriend is taller than his daughter. No, his yeah, daughter. Shorter than yeah. his daughter. His new Tiny girlfriend. Thing. His new girlfriend, her name... You see her here on the video screen. Um, if you're watching Twitch, our, our Twitch stream live, her name is, um, oh, what is it here? Uh, Erica Herman. Erica Herman. Yes. No relation to uh, Herman's Herman. Uh, former, former great Purdue quarterback. What the heck was his first name? Herman. Are you, Not Herman Munster. Anyway, her name is Erica, Erica Herman. And what, and what is her claim to fame, Robin? Other she, than she's now Tiger's new girlfriend. <laughs> she used to run Tiger Woods' restaurant. 
So he's back in the restaurant game, Tony Bruno. He's got a strong scouting game. I mean, most you know, most big time, like 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 a super rich billionaire, like like Jeff Bezos. He's not going to go into a Perkins pancake house, probably, right? Mark Herman. Is Mark Herman was the quarterback from Purdue. Thank you. That's great, Mark Herman knowledge right there. And thank you for our buddy Briny Baird, who did not finish at the Masters. I don't even know if Briny's playing golf anymore, but that's not really Brian Baird. That's my buddy. Uh, but you see her here on the screen, and so. He, I mean, I'm sure that the Tiger Woods restaurant is not as um, uh, fr- as, as friendly as a Perkins restaurant or as, as user-friendly or whatever. I didn't even know Tiger's ha- had right. But I that's, didn't a, You know what? I don't care about his personal life. But, but I'm it just is saying, interesting. it's a theory. I'm it is saying. interesting that his girlfriend is, uh, was running his restaurant. So what? That means that he's not always looking out for the celebrities. Now, his first wife was, his wife was a model, beautiful woman, right? Elon. They had kids together. And then that ended. It happens for all. That's what think bothers me about celebrity weddings and how we're supposed to think that because they're rich, beautiful celebrities, that their lives are going to be so much better. Not obviously financially they are, but because their lives are financially better than anybody else for the most part. Right. That their lives are then therefore going to be heaven and they're not going to have any problems that the average regular everyday person does. Their problems are, are, are even worse. A lot of times. Yes. Yeah. Because they got to deal with the whole thing as far as... I know it's Pat and Indy is, is uh, Briny Baird. Didn't I say it was Pat and Indy? I think so. I pointed it out last week when I saw him back on there as Briny Baird. By the way, Pat, is Briny Baird still playing? Because he was on the PGA Tour for a long time. And he's a guy that we would always... Pat would always say, I like Briny Baird this week. And then you'd see him on the leaderboard the first day. And then he wouldn't make the cut. But anyway, enough about Briny. Back to Tiger. The reason I loved what happened yesterday, hey, it's drama. And I'll tell you how you know it's drama. When you see Tiger Woods getting off the course, and this is a great story written by Ian O'Connor on ESPN. He's a senior writer. They all, all the previous winners were there. Now, Jack Nicklaus wasn't there. Apparently, he left to go bone fishing in Florida. So he yeah. wasn't there in the Butler cabin when the right. Masters ended. But he did call in at the end. Yes, he did. Barnard Langer, who's 61 years old, and he won his uh, Masters back, when was it? Way back in the day, like 85, some 86. Bernard Langer, Bubba Watson, Zach Johnson, Adam Scott, all there. They all played. And usually when you finish up, you, you, know, you go to your locker. You make sure your clothes are clean. You, put your, you, you, put, you take off your golf stuff. You give it to your caddy. Now, does everybody have a personalized locker there? Oh, of course. Are you kidding? They all stay in, like, mansions. They all rent houses for the week. What do you think they stay in a in a Motel Six? No. These guys are the best golfers in the world. So way in advance, they all rent a house in the area. Right. You know, Tiger's probably got a big, beautiful house because they can do that. But anyway, so instead of saying goodbye and and jumping into their luxury cars for a ride back to their privileged lives, as he and O'Connor writes, which is what they do, Barnard Langer said, "Hey," and he didn't have to tell the other Masters winners, previous Masters winners, they all went up. And watched the final holes on TV. So they shower, they got changed, and instead of just bolting out of there and jumping in a car and beating the traffic out of Augusta National, right, like they, they, yeah, they, they don't have to be there for the for the no. green jacket ceremony. They were all waiting. They all watched. They're having their uh, Manhattans or screwdrivers or wherever old golfers drink right now when they're watching other golfers play. And they wanted to be there. They wanted to be there when Tiger Woods walked off of 18 and then went into the butler cabin. And this is what Barnard Langer said. We heard a big cheer, and we all said, 
Let's put our green jackets on and go down there and congratulate him. And that's what we did. That's awesome. That because awesome. because these guys who go through and, and Bernard Langer's sixty one. And the only reason he's in the Masters is because he's a previous winner and and you get invited if you've ever won the Masters before. The other guys, you know, are previous Masters winners, and you have to qualify to get to the mat. You don't just show up for the Masters. So anyway, it was awesome. And the best quote was, this is a special moment in the history of the game of golf and of Augusta and of Tiger himself. It's true. You don't have to like Tiger Woods personally or think he's the greatest human being on earth. But the redemption, to come back at age 43 when people said you had no shot of ever winning a major championship again, 14 years later, all the back surgeries. Again, I'm not crying the blues. I'm not trying to drum up sympathy for Tiger Woods. But people don't realize how hard it is physically to play golf. They just think, ah, oh, it's just a guy out there. He swings it hard. He hits it straight. It's, it's one of the most grueling, not just physical sports, because it's not. Mental. Mentally, it probably is, because every time you hit a bad shot, you're, you have to tell your brain, forget about it, move on. That's what I was watching mostly about Tiger's facial expressions. He's chewing the gum. He just kept it together. That was the old Tiger Woods. He knew he was mentally tougher than everybody else. Now, all of a sudden, 14 years later, all of these guys who are now the guys who are the young up-and-comer, the young guns who were young punk kids when Tiger was owning golf, those guys all watched Tiger. Those guys were all inspired by the, you know, the Tony Finaus and the Brooks Kepkas of the world. All these not the young up-and-coming guys who are now the studs, the young guys who can hit it far, have unbelievable games, you know, Bubba Watson, uh, Dustin Johnson, all these guys grew up idolizing Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods really created this generation of athletic golfers, guys who are fit, who aren't just guys who just play golf, they play multiple sports. It's not just a rich country club family kind of sport. You know, there are kids in the inner cities now playing golf. Tiger Woods really revitalized the sport all those years ago. And I told you the story with my son, Chris. We were down, I was working for ESPN. So this is back in the, in the 90s. And we're down at the, the Wide World of Sports Baseball Complex at Walt Disney World, which is where the Atlanta Braves trained. So the Atlanta Braves, when they built that Wide World of Sports Complex at Walt Disney World, they were the team that said, hey, we want to we do our spring training there. So obviously I'm down there covering spring training with Mike Golick like 1999, and there's Tiger Woods comes out on the uh, pregame now. There's, everybody's on the field. Now how old would he have been by the, uh, uh, well, What's time? 1999? It's uh, how many years ago? 20 years ago, right? Okay, so he would have been in his early 20s. I guess. I yeah. uh, Don't ask. I don't even know how, uh, how old I was <laughs> in 1999, okay? Because that's one of the things I posted on Twitter yesterday. Where were you and how old were you the last time Tiger Woods won at Augusta National? And people were putting their ages. Some people were saying 10. You know, there's a lot of people that were kids. Tiger's kids were what well, his son wasn't even born the last time he won a major. His daughter was an infant the last time he won a major. So these are something his kids. In fact, I saw the story where Tiger Woods' kids thought he was a YouTube star because they never saw him win anything big except <laughs> on YouTube. They'd have to go in and look at the clips of their dad when he was the greatest golfer of all time. So that's what makes this an amazing story. And that's what that's what choked me up when I saw his mom there. And I remember his dad all the time. I know. He was great. I remember when Tiger Woods went on the on the uh, you know his first show he appeared on as a young little kid. What was that? Merv Griffin here at, at the Merv Griffin show. Oh, I did see. I remember seeing that clip. He was like no, four and well, or no, five. it was the guy in Philly who was doing the show, not Merv Griffin. Who was the guy that did the show in Philly? Ah, 
he did a show on, on Channel 3, but it was nationally syndicated. And now it's bugging me. But that's where he somebody appeared, was, not Merv Griffin. Somebody online. Uh, Mike, Mike Douglas. Mike Douglas. And nobody put that up there yet. Oh, now oh. they just did. Okay. Mike Douglas show, which was, which was done on Walnut Street here in Center City, Philadelphia. The old Channel 3, KYW Channel 3 back then, TV studios, they were on, Mark, uh, on Walnut Street around 19th in the middle of the block. And that's where Mike Douglas filmed this TV show. Mike Douglas brought on Tiger Woods' dad, Earl, brought little Tiger on at like five years old and showed him hitting a golf ball yep. as a young kid. So that's where it all started. I mean, Tiger Woods' dad, obviously, was his mentor. And here's little uh, Tiger Woods. You can find a video online. Mike Douglas show, Tiger Woods. I think he was like four or five years old. And he knew back then that this kid was going to be a great golfer. Not because his dad forced him to play golf. His dad introduced him to golf. But Tiger obviously liked it. So anyway, that's the long story. Mike Douglas, that's where it started. Tiger's been away for a long time. Nobody thought he could physically do it. But the one thing people always overlooked Tiger's mental ability to do it again. And when he took the lead with a couple of holes to go, you could see that he had, he was locked in. He was locked in. And all these other guys, Kapka had a chance. Molinari had a chance. Those guys didn't necessarily fall apart, but they, uh, Molinari did, obviously, but they felt the Tiger pressure at Augusta National. And that's what used to separate him from all the other guys back in the day when he was still very young and just dominating the game. He dominated everybody yesterday up here mentally, and that's why he won that Masters. He had to make the shot, certainly, but instead of falling apart like a lot of guys do under pressure when you start thinking about what you have to do next, even me as a hacker golfer, I'd hit one good shot, and I'm thinking, okay, I got it together. You walk up to the next shot, and then you shank it or something because you're thinking, I got to do this better. Those guys are so good, but they still have to think about is this the right club? Is the wind blowing in the right direction? And they have caddies that help them. But that just when you watch those shots, you just don't realize, even as golfers, how amazing these guys are. By the way, level. I have the Tiger Woods video. I have it up here. And for those of you who are tuning into our Twitch, our Twitch, um, no, excuse me, our Periscope. Please log off of Periscope and go on to uh, twitch.tv forward slash Bruno Nation Live that you can then listen to the full sound, much better video, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and you'll be able to see the videos that I'm showing you and have the full experience. If you are not familiar with Twitch, you can, and you're on your phone, just download the Twitch app. It is free. Um, it is free to watch our show live, and then uh, we'll tell you more about what else exciting things are coming. You can subscribe, you can follow, so that you never miss any of the Tony Bruno shows ever. And we go live every single day from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern, and it is certainly something that you do not want to miss. The good old Tony Bruno show is back every single day for your viewing pleasure. So if you are on Periscope, mm -hmm. switch to twitch.tv. The switch will be the exclusive video home of the live show every day. Switch twitch.tv slash Bruno Nation Live. Go on there, you can follow us. And then, of course, you can obviously become a, a subscriber. And there's a chat room on there too, which is yes. a lot easier than the Periscope for us to follow because we can scroll back. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about Mike Douglas, but when I was going back through the whole thing and then I put, drew a blank on his name, but... I remember, because Mike Douglas, as I pointed out, 
TV show, Walnut Street. I think it's a restaurant there now, but that's where Channel 3 used to be, and that's where Mike Douglas did his TV show. And thanks for everybody who uh, brought up Mike Douglas, but my Mike Douglas uh, knowledge is, is solid if you're scoring at home. All so right. anyway, so I, have, I, got, I, have, I got excited. I watched it. I was here, happy. Here's the Mike Douglas video right this here. This is back in what year? Does it say on it? was a Mike Douglas show. Um, had to be in the 70s, I would think. Or, oh, yeah, and, and Bob Hope was there as well. Yes. So here is the Mike Douglas video. With Tiger Woods and Earl Woods' dad taking him on the Mike Douglas show when Tiger was. Oh my gosh. He's so teeny. He's like at the teeny. So they had a putting man. Here comes Tiger with a bag and his red hat on. See, he even knew to wear red back then. And Jimmy Stewart was on there too. Oh, he's got the he's got the driver. Boom. How old is How old are you, Tiger? He was two years old. There you have it. Tiger Woods was two years old when his dad Earl. And you look at his face, he looks exactly the same. It's amazing. He looks exactly the same at two years of age. So that's 41 years ago. So what year would that have been, Robin? He's 43 now. Take away 42 years. So 40 years ago would have been, uh, I got to get my calculator out. That's how bad it is. <laughs> so it's, it's 2019 minus 43. Somebody so on there who's 1979? Uh, is that right? 70, 78? I don't know. I'm bad at math. I'm going to have to do it now long form. 19, 2019 minus 41. 9 from 1 is 8. 11 from 4 is... <laughs> that's 77. 77, okay. 1977, right? Or 1978. It's around then. See, I was right. 78. Around that. Now, so I said 70s. I didn't know exactly what year it was. But anyway, and people are asking me, what was more emotional, Tiger winning the Masters or the Eagles winning the Super Bowl? That's a no-brainer. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Listen, I love Tiger Woods. I love watching great people do great things. I like watching a guy who hasn't won and come back 14 years later and do something that's really difficult to do physically and especially mentally. But his was mostly physical. He had spinal fusion surgery. Anybody who's had back surgery or problems with their back, no matter what you do, you know how hard it is to function normally. And that's why it was a great story. But the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, I mean, that was a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I've seen Tiger win all his great championships. And Back to the story about Disney World. So I'm Mike Golick and I, working at ESPN, were down at Walt Disney World doing our remote shows from there because we had the studio at the ESPN zone on the right. boardwalk. Remember the boardwalk? I don't even know if they still have the ESPN I, club there. I never went there when it had all that stuff there. So that the was boardwalk pretty- is still there. It's yeah. one of the resorts. It's one of the resort areas. And it's fashioned like a boardwalk, Honey Island back in the day. And so they had a radio studio in there. So Mike and I did the show in the radio studio, uh, the Disney's boardwalk in the ESPN zone. And then we would go and go to the game. So we're going to see the Braves at spring training. And you know, Glavin and all those guys were there. You know, That's right. when the Braves had all the guys everybody knew. And so we're there, and we're on the field pregame. So I have my son Chris with me, and we go out onto the field. You know, guys are batting practice, and media people are down there. And so we're all talking around Bobby Cox, and all the legendary Braves guys are there. Meanwhile, there's a hush. Like, all of a sudden, there's like a commotion on the field. And there's baseballs everywhere because guys are hitting fungos, and it's what you do in spring training before a game. So anyway, all of a sudden, Tiger Woods shows up. Now, this is Tiger Woods when he was just starting right. to become big, dominant, dominant, dominant guy. 
and, and guys are grabbing baseballs off the field, all these, you know, practice balls, not brand new ones. And there's Bobby Cox grabbing a ball and Tom Glavin, and they go over and start asking Tiger Woods to sign their baseballs. So I said to my son, Chris, I, said, I didn't want to do it because I'm a media guy. And so I said, Chris, go grab a baseball. So my son, Chris, grabbed, and they're all over the place. It's not like he had to go steal one. Right. So he grabs a baseball because, like, they're everywhere. And I said, go ask him. And he was, like, shy. And I said, no, go ask. Because he was signing, and we were on the field. It wasn't like we were in the stands and people were bugging Tiger. He was out there to talk to the Braves. And Tiger Woods signed a baseball for my son, Chris. I should have called him yesterday and asked him. Chris, you make sure you have that ball taken care of. Yeah, really. Because that's good. Because I saw yesterday one of Tiger's putters that he didn't even use in his Masters back in the day. His backup putter that was never used sold for eighty nine thousand dollars at auction Holy over the weekend. Eighty nine thousand dollars. So Chris, make sure you keep that baseball. And from a simple, selfish perspective, I'm hoping that if Chris sells that for a lot of money. That he remembers his dad, his dear old dad, <laughs> dear old who, dad. who, like Earl Woods taking his son on Merv Griffin at the age of two, I took my son Chris as a young man down to Walt Disney World. And he also got to go on all the rides, too. He got a Tiger Woods signed baseball. That's pretty damn good. Don't you think, Robin? It is. I, I, I mean, if, a, if an old putter that was never, ever, ever used, not signed or anything, got 87000 89,000. 89,000. I'd settle me. for 10 grand for that baseball. Let's start the bidding right now. 10,000, $10,000 right here. Do I hear 10,000 for a Tiger Woods signed baseball? Five Masters championships, 15 majors. Do I hear 10 grand? Let's start the bidding right now. I'm just kidding. Now, I want to thank we want to thank all the people that are um, that have switched over to Switch. Switched over to Twitch. My goodness, I can't speak correctly. Um, and we have a lot of people that I'm not even recognizing. So, Guapolate um, I had some of that at Wawa when everybody was getting free dollar coffees last week. I got a guapolate. Guapolate. It's really good stuff. I like that name. Uh, Philly Four <laughs> and Big Bad Rappert saying, holy cow, breaking news. Tony Bruno's on Twitch. What breaking news. Good hearing you again, Tony. Breaking my breaking news sounder's not up, though, Robert. And I believe, I believe that crown means he's subscribed. So. Yes. You know who else just subscribed? Our good friend Cannon Oakland subscribed today. Well, it's not, Robin. Well, maybe I, I had the sound turned down, see? <laughs> this is stuff that's all supposed to be done in pre-production, Robin. But anyway, thank you. And by, by the way, you see the new T-shirt I'm wearing today. Yes. Breaking news. Who cares? Breaking or news. No, nobody cares. Breaking news. Nobody, nobody cares. As the great Johnny X from out there in Oakland would say, nobody cares. Um, then... Oakland 2068, which I believe... That's Ken in Oakland. I just mentioned he just subscribed. He subscribed. Are you following this show as it's in progress, Robin? Or you want a delay? And Ice Dog 1015 does... He did confirm that a crown means that they are a Twitch Prime member. Yes, indeed. And we thank you. And a crown, I think they won WWE SummerSlam, too. I mean, no, WrestleMania a weekend ago. Now, here's another new uh, Twitch Prime member, Retro Op TV. We need the soundboard live. We got it right here. I'm pissed off. Exactly. Thank you, Harry. In the meantime, let's get to the other sports now, Robin. Yes. Because we're recapping the weekend now. A lot happened. Robin watched Game of Thrones. So Tiger Woods, to me, the biggest story of the weekend. I don't care what anybody did. Now, there's some great sports stories in hockey and in the NBA, which we're going to get to. We got a Jalen Mills throws down in a D.C. bar with a basketball player update. We got to get to the latest on that. We got a Walmart update, and it wasn't even in Florida. 
Did you see this story about the no. mother and the son and the dog? No. I was trying to send it to you earlier. We have good video for you, too. Now that we can post the videos on the show live, not only can we tell you some of these stories, we could show it to you. One of them is a great soccer call. One of the things we all love in sports is a great soccer call. And let's play that first. I think this is a recreation. I don't think this is actually the play-by-play guy, but it's funny as hell, to say the least. It's a soccer game in India, and the play-by-play guy, I think it's, again, recreated. I don't think he was the actual guy doing it live. But what he did in the recreation of this soccer goal, which you can see on Twitch TV if you're watching us, and then you can watch it later if you're not watching, you're just listening right now to the audio-only component of Twitch, you'll see it. It is absolutely hilarious. Do we have the tape, Robin? I do. But you can listen to it, but it's much better if you watch it and listen to it. But here's the guy's call as the as the player going back slides to make the goal not go in to keep it from keep him from scoring. But this is the best Indian commentator ever. Let's go to the tape. And what a game here as Johnson kicks towards the goal, and oh my God, Singh makes a fantastic save. But I believe he hit his nuts on the goalpost. He is down. Let us have a closer look at instant replay. Not only just self-sacrifice on this play, but sacrificing future generations as well. Obviously going all out for his team, saving the ball right here, but also losing two on the play, putting his balls on the line. Let us have a moment of silence for this man's fallen brothers. As you see right here, he got to the ball and so did the goalpost. Not only taking one for the team, he took two. Talk about going balls out for a play. With that being said, I would like to take this time to recommend you all to see the Nutcracker movie coming out this winter. Wow, this game is absolutely nuts. (laughs) Is that not the greatest thing ever? Now, obviously, he's not the play-by-play guy. He did a voiceover. But most of the time... Most of the great soccer calls, you know, are, are the Latin guys, the Spanish guys. There's some British guys like Ray, Ray Hudson does a great job as an analyst on soccer. And we've had Ray Hudson yes. on the show. We love Ray Hudson. But that was just, I but mean. But that was just a guy sitting at home. And fantastic. It's still a brilliant job out of brilliant. him. Brilliant. Because you don't get many great Indian Soccer calls. We get the great Spanish guys. And even you get the Brits in, that go crazy. Even throwing in the, the, the promo for the Nutcracker. <laughs> I mean, you just got it all covered. And you know me. I love my Nutcracker. Yes. I've, I've seen every version of the Nutcracker ever made. Not just movies, but different ballets. I'm like, I'm, I'm on Christmas week. I'm watching Nuriev. I'm watching all yeah, ever. ever made. The live versions with live orchestras. The Russian collusion versions of the Nutcracker. I think Donald Trump is the uh, was the evil guy in there, in the Nutcracker. Uh, oh, Dr- uh, he's not Drosselmeyer. Dros- Drosselmeyer. Drosselmeyer is he the bad guy? Well, so, I mean, it depends on what version. In some version, Drosselmeyer is the is the good guy. Is the, is the friendly know. old uncle, and in some he's he's like Joe the, Biden. Yeah. He's a creepy old guy trying to seduce really young depends. kids with stupid Nutcrackers. By the way, which I love and have a massive collection of. Yes, it's one of my one of my things. Andres Cantor is the great Spanish soccer goal caller, play-by-play guy. You've heard those. Yes. He's the guy that does the go, 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 go. Goodbye, future baby mamas. (laughs) (laughs) That did take balls, though. But if you see the save, the guy just absolutely splits the upright, so to speak. It is so painful. I mean, even for a woman, it looks painful. It looks painful for anybody. But the guy did go into the post 
with his legs spread wide, but he did keep the goal out. What a save. That was a ball save and a beauty. That was great. We may have to play that again. Oh. The Rat King. Well, that Rat King, yeah, the Rat King is not Drosselmeyer. Drosselmeyer yeah. is the uncle, the creepy right. uncle. And then the Rat King, when the, when the mice come out, you know. He's I, the one, I, but he gets killed right away. Yes, he does. In a sword fight. Yeah. There were a couple of sword fight killings over the weekend here, but that was at a bad party and it was an after party, but we won't go into that on this show. We don't want to go there. Meanwhile, let's get down to the rest of the action, shall we? Baseball, Boston is playing today. You know what today is other than April 15th, Tax Day? It's also the Boston Marathon Day. Boston Marathon was run this morning in Boston, and then the Red Sox have their traditional Boston Marathon Day game. It's always on a Monday, Robin. How long have you been in this country? Are you new here? I just The it, Boston it, Marathon is always run on a Monday. I didn't I did not remember that. It's not always on the 15th obviously because the day changes, but this year it happens to be April 15th today, tax day when your taxes are due. People are bitching about their taxes. Listen, I used to get big refunds too. The fact that I didn't get one this year doesn't mean that the laws are wrong. It means that I didn't overpay the government and have them keep my money for a whole year to waste on other things that I don't care about. Yes, and giving the government a free uh, interest-free Exactly. Loan. That's what it is. People don't understand that. And I'll have a tax update today that's going to absolutely blow your mind. It's going to piss you off even more <laughs> than you owing the government money on taxes, on your income tax. It really, I, I, did, I, I was watching this story this morning. And my blood started boiling. Uh-oh. But I don't want to get outraged you today. were in such a bad mood? I was in a bad mood because it's tax day. My tax pays. It's the third Monday every April in Massachusetts. So the date changes. It's like Easter Sunday. There's no set date for Easter Sunday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Cinco de Mayo, for example, is always on March 5th. It doesn't right. matter what day it is. It's right. always on March 5th. Right. Thanksgiving, the day's not always. The day is always a Thursday. Right. But the date is not the same. Correct. And the, the same thing with, the, with Patriots Day. Today, the third Monday in April in Massachusetts, it's Patriots Day. Boston Marathon's run, and then the Red Sox play a traditional day game, and they're playing, they're underway already today. Meanwhile, we'll get to the uh, Game of Thrones thing. Robin watched it. I'm not going to knock it. Uh, People on Twitter are now ripping people who don't watch the Game of Thrones and go on and tell everybody that they don't watch the Game of Thrones. So wait a minute. So you're going to tell me, a person who doesn't watch the show, which doesn't... By the way, I don't tell anybody what to watch, what to like, or what to not like. All I tell you is what I watch and don't watch and don't like or like. But I don't tell you, don't you dare watch Game of Thrones because I don't watch it. But there are people on Twitter saying... Nothing worse than people who don't watch Game of Thrones going on Twitter to tell you that you don't watch. What, is it worse? Is it better that everybody who watches Games of Thrones goes on and reminds everybody that they watch it? What the hell's the difference? There are fewer people that don't watch it. We're in a special, we're the minority here. And I thought the minority was supposed to rule nowadays in this world of justice. Am I wrong here, Robin? If you're on, if you're, everybody on the world is on Twitter counting down the days and how many days it's been since they haven't seen the show... I have to watch that. I don't rip them for that. No. So then don't rip me for saying I've never watched an episode of Game of Thrones. I'm not proud of it. It's just I didn't watch it. Why can't people have different viewpoints? And that's why this country's in in shit right now. Because you can't like anything that everybody else likes. Or if you like something, everybody else has to dislike it. It's ridiculous. That's why it's called difference of opinion. I think if we start off with that... Maybe the world would be a better, safer place. Tiger Woods made golf great again yesterday. I hope nobody uses that because then he'll be a bad guy again. 
for actually saying that, even though Bill Clinton said it years ago. But anyway, enough about politics. Let's get down to the hockey action, Rob. Because how about that? I've been saying it forever. There is no more thrilling playoff in any sport than there is in the National Hockey League. Anybody who disagrees with that just doesn't know. They just don't understand the game. You can hate the game. You may not know the game. But if you don't think the hockey playoffs are the most compelling of any sport, you're clueless. Because what we've seen this weekend already in the opening of the National Hockey League playoff action is two of the best teams in hockey on the verge of being swept in the first round of the playoffs. Now, the New York Islander, they were a good team. Not a lot of people paid attention to them because they're not a flashy team. You probably couldn't name three players on their squad. But what happened? The New York Islanders are playing the Pittsburgh Penguins. No slouches in the postseason. In fact, many people thought, with Washington being the defending Stanley Cup champs, and the Capitals are a great team, but nobody was thinking that the Islanders were going to lay the smackdown on the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're up three games to none. And the Islanders haven't been in the second round since 1993. That was the last time the New York Rangers won the Stanley Cup. In 1993, ending a 50-year drought at that point. But how about this stat on the Islanders? They outscored the Penguins 11-5 to in three games. Sidney Crosby and Jake Gunsel, their top two scorers, who scored 75 combined goals, 105 points assists in the regular season, zero points in three games. Sidney Crosby and Gunsel have three zero points in three games against the Islanders. That is unbelievable hockey action. But how about this one? How about the Columbus Blue Jackets, a team that just got in at the end to sneak into the playoffs what are they doing right now, Robin? You're probably asking of yourself. I am. They're up three games to none on the best team in hockey for the regular season, the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning had won 62 games. Nobody was even close to 62 wins. And now the Lightning are down three games to none to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Of course, they didn't have Nikita Kucherov. There's their top scorer suspended for boarding a game two. But it doesn't matter. Columbus has been dominating the Tampa Bay Lightning. And just like Pittsburgh, who blew a 3 nothing lead in their first game, lost the first one and now have lost three in a row, the Tampa Bay Lightning are on the verge of elimination and need to win four straight games to advance. So two of the best teams in hockey could be knocked out in the first round. That's not going to happen in the NBA. I know Toronto lost their game, but Winnipeg got game three last night to St. Louis. The Blues are up 2-1. to one. And your Vegas Golden Knights, Robin, the expansion team that last year went to the NHL Finals, remember? Right. They made it all the way to the Finals. They're playing one of the best teams in the West, the San Jose Sharks, who always seem to come up short, no matter how good they are. So last night, the Golden Knights filleted the Sharks 6-3. to three. Made some stakes out of them. You, know, nice you don't really steaks. fillet shark. You, you more, you're more, uh, you're, yeah. you're, it's like tuna. You like, it's you, very dense meat. Yeah, so you're cutting it. Diagonally. Yes. You're cutting it straight up and down. Correct. You're taking steaks out of it. Yes. As opposed to filet where you're taking out slices. That's not the way it works when you're doing tuna or shark. The sharks were not filleted last night. They were sliced and diced in Vegas. Six to three. Sharks are up two to one. This is where you have a good organization to stay in hockey. The two guys that did most of the damage last night for the Vegas Golden Knights, Mark Stone. Mark Stone had a hat trick. 
You know when they got Mark, Mark Stone in Las Vegas on their hockey team? The trade deadline day. So on the day when teams like are looking for that one guy to get and they go out and make a move, the Vegas Golden Knights got their guy, Mark Stone. And now he was the guy, he's the guy who's leading them in points scored in this first round series against your San Jose Sharks. Paul Stastny, another guy they picked up in the offseason. He had two goals and three assists. He's got eight points. He's tied with Stone, eight points leading the playoffs for your Vegas Golden Sharks. So there's your hockey update. It's incredible. Incredible. Meanwhile, in the National Basketball Association, let's get up to date. Well, we know the 76ers stunk it up on Saturday afternoon at the Wells Fargo Center. Yeah, fans were booing. And for all of you out-of-town people who have no conception of what it's like to be a fan, and I hate to rip people who have been around the NBA a long time, that Rosa Gunlig or whatever her name is, she's very good. She's a sideline reporter. Mm-hmm. She has spent way too much time out on the West Coast watching the Golden State Warriors who don't get booed because they've been the best team in the NBA for the last five years. And so why would fans boo the Golden State Warriors? So she comes here and does the Sixers-Nets game and then goes on to rip the 76er fan because they had the audacity to boo a team that was literally stinking up the entire Delaware Valley. That stench you smell, which usually comes from the junkyards on Pass Young Avenue as you come in from the airport, that was coming from the Wells Fargo Center. And these fans who have been following this team and trusting the process and putting up banners and basically slurping every player on this team, call, chanting MVP in the first, early in that game on Saturday. The same fans who turned out booing, they were chanting MVP Joel Embiid. But then Ben Simmons, who should know better, has a horseshit game. I mean, he was brutal. The guy's afraid to run to the basket, but you're not allowed to criticize it. That's what I said last week. And that's what I've been saying for months. Sports fans pay their hard-earned money to go watch sports. People don't boo stupid little things. But if your team is supposed to be good and you've gone through this whole process of trying to make your way and advance toward a potential championship, which is what the process is all about. The process is about winning a first-round series. Because the same people who say, I don't want to be a seven seed and then lose in the second round. No, how about being a three seed and losing in the first round? Is that better? So these these fans have been so blinded by not being able to criticize a team when it does poorly. You can't criticize the coach. Anytime I offered legitimate criticism of Brett Brown during the regular season, just like I do against any other coach in any other sport, because that's what we do as fans and alleged commentators, right? That's what you do as a fan. You don't play. You can't change it. You can't make coaching calls. You can't call timeouts. You're watching the game as a fan. You're invested in the game. Ben Simmons, who played one of the worst games you've ever seen, got booed because he missed two free throws in the fourth other than not doing anything else during the game he then goes to the free throw line the easiest thing to do in sports and misses two that's when they booed him a little bit luckily the Sixer fans left before they started doing Eagles chants at the game that's how bad it got they didn't even have time to stick around and start doing the E-A-G-L-E-S crap they do that at Phillies games and they, they should be ashamed that's stupid fandom right there when you're at a game and your team's good and they're playing well, you don't start chance for the other team. They don't do it at the Sixer games, and they should have done it on Saturday because that's how bad they were. So I'm not about criticizing just for the sake of criticizing or always looking for the negative, but the fact that Ben Simmons, 
who is worshipped in this town, was stupid enough after the game to tell the fans that if you're going to boo, go on the other side, whatever the hell that means. But obviously, he faced backlash from that. And despite national people from the West Coast who don't know what passionate fans are, they know what front-running fans are. Don't come into our house as a national alleged super expert, stand on the sidelines, and then uh, smile in the faces of the ballers that you like, and then criticize the fans who booed a team that deserved to be booed. That's what fans do. You know what they do in Europe when a team's playing poorly at soccer matches? What do they do, Robin? Uh, they start throwing things and they get... No, no, no. I don't mean that the animal fans. Oh, oh. What do they do instead of boo at soccer games? They whistle. Yes. Did you ever hear it? They whistle. Yes. Whistling doesn't mean, yay, you're good. Whistling means you suck. Right? That's what fans do. Yeah. If you don't want fans in the stands, then go out of work for 50 grand a year. Don't get your sneaker contracts and don't ask us to kiss your asses when you play well. You're supposed to play well. You're a goddamn NBA superstar, all right? You're an all-star. You play well, you get, you get cheered. You play like crap, you get booed. That's the way the world works, Ben Simmons. I know you're out there with the Kardashians banging those hoes. I know you like Instagram chicks. And now because you've been in the league a couple of years, everybody's supposed to suck your ass. Well, guess what? You suck ass, Ben Simmons. You're the one who sucks ass. Maybe you got a Kardashian curse. Look at all the other guys, the Chris Humphreys, and uh, who's the other guy? I mean, the Kardashians have banged pretty much every player in the NBA. And there's Ben Simmons in the summer, instead of working on maybe shooting a jump shot here and there. He's out there with the Kardashians in La La Land in a world of make-believe where nothing real happens. It's all bullshit. It's all hanging out with other phony bullshit artists. And good, if you want to live in that world, go ahead. But don't come into this city. Don't come into this town where fans understand energy and working. Who are the most popular people in this town? Superstars who dog it or average players who out, go out and bust their... People would, would, would rather watch a guy who's not great go out there and play his ass off because you're appealing to the working class, the people who fill up these arenas and pay their hard-earned money. People making 50000 a year and then have to go drop $1,000 to watch a playoff game, and you go out and stink it up? That's not good in this town. And anybody who says that, oh, there's some Philly fans, bullshit, the Dodger fans and Giant fans are killing each other in parking lots, and both teams suck. And they're not even important games. The Dodgers don't suck, but the Giants do. So don't tell me that Philadelphia fans are animal. And they always bring up Santa Claus. I was watching the feed on this chick who works for ESPN and TNT, Rose Gunley, whatever her name is. For her to have the audacity to cover for Ben Simmons because the fans booed him just shows you what the lapdog mentality of the media covering the NBA, the media on TV that just kisses ballplayers' asses every day. Listen, I love great players, and I respect them, but I don't worship basketball players. And we live in a world right now where basketball players are like curing cancer. They're playing a goddamn game, okay? A goddamn game that they're good at. And that's what I watch you play. I don't care if you're banging Kardashians. I don't care if you're on the phone during a game, but I actually did. Yeah. And, and, and the, they didn't show it on the uh, NBC Philly local feed. They should have because Doris Burke would have been. Doris Burke un- called it out. And I, I saw it and I said, right away, I got my phone. I said, stop the tape. And I took a picture of it and I immediately posted it. That's what's wrong with the mentality of people today. It's the I'm not accountable for anything. 
you're not supposed to have a phone on your person Correct. when you're on the bench. Yep. Remember when Mark Sanchez was eating a hot dog at a football game? Oh, I know. He's on the side. He wasn't in the game. He was on the bench. But he got destroyed for eating a hot dog on the sideline of an NFL game. And Joel Embiid said it was, uh, what's his face? His, his, his sick kid was sick. That's and he was a bullshit. I'm sorry because I couldn't see the words, but they're laughing. If somebody's sick, they're not going to be. You're not laughing, laughing if your daughter who's sick is texting you during a game and you're sitting on the bench. Now, he wasn't playing. Amir Johnson wasn't playing. So if you're not playing and your daughter's sick, then get the hell out and go home. Exactly. Right? He knows he's not going to play. Right? He, si- he, he couldn't play. So he's sitting on the bench. Joel Embiid sits next to him and, he, and, and, and Amir Johnson takes out his phone and starts texting. And Doris Burke, to her credit, Showed it because there was a line that was blue, and when you text somebody, right, one right. of the one of the person's number, one of the person's oh, digits yeah. are all can... blue, and the other ones aren't. So everybody knew it was a text message. Yeah. So you're texting during a game, Robin? Can you turn that heater off? It's like a thousand degrees in here. That's because you just went on a fire rant. Jesus. I'm I'm cold because I my hair was wet and it's dripping down my back. Now I know Ross Gold uh, 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 on one day was I said it. She was the Warriors chick reporting on Comcast Sportsnet Bay Area. She's very good at what she does. And so now that she's doing national stuff for TNT, she comes to Philly, and I saw her tweeting, and I guess I have nothing against her. This isn't a, I'm not trying to bash her. She's good. But then you come in here, you're the sideline reporter, and the, and the city boos a guy who deserved to be booed, and then you're going to go on Twitter and scold the city of Philadelphia? This ain't gold. This ain't Oakland, honey. This ain't the Bay Area where the Warriors are great, and you're not going to boo them. That's the problem I have with this. Her job is not to be the moral conscience of the NBA. She's a lapdog for this league. She will always have the players back, no matter how hideous or heinously wrong they are. And that's where I have a problem. If your job is to be a sideline reporter, you're not just a groupie trying to get laid after the game, okay? Your job is to ask the tough questions. You can ask them to throw some softballs at them because that's how athletes, when they want to get softballed, right? No athlete wants tough questions. It's like politicians. Nobody wants a tough question because then you would be holding them accountable. But when Ben Simmons spoke his mind after the game, ripping the fans, what happened? Somebody talked to him. Smart people said, hey, man, you can't do this in this town. Mm-hmm. These people love you. You know, they've been pumping you up. Exactly. Now you got fans, and I'm not going to go to the extreme that some fans who get butt hurt say, get rid of this guy. Get him out of here now. That's not how it works. The guy should have... Better sense. So then he issued a statement. I know Philly. I love Philly. Came out and said these fans are passionate. Blah blah blah. They were they were here with us when we were winning ten games. So you know maybe you know heat of the moment stuff. We all say stupid stuff, right? Heat of the moment. Yeah, but I this agree. was like fifteen minutes after the game. You calm down, and he's still a young guy. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But the one thing he should learn is not to speak. He he's feel he's free to speak his mind, and he did. But what he did was dumb. A, because what you're doing is putting more pressure on yourself. Because when they go out again there tonight in game two, right. you know, people will have their eyes on Ben Simmons. And that's what fans do. We watch him play. If he goes out and has a great game, and he's back to normal, and he's the Ben Simmons everybody loves, people say, okay, you know, give him, we'll, give him, we'll cut him some slack. He had a bad game. It happens. But it wasn't just that he wasn't making shots or that the Sixers were horrific uh, shooting the three balls. And that uh, Joel Embiid kept shooting threes, and and JJ Redick, who's normally a good three point shooter, wasn't making anything. The team was bad. The whole team was bad. And they got completely outplayed, and that happens sometimes. But the fear is 
that a lot of people, and I said this, that the, the Nets are going to be a dangerous problem for this team. Not because they're a better team man for man, because they'll play hard and they're not afraid. They, they, they're not intimidated by the 76ers. They're loosey-goosey, and they came in here, played Now the Sixers are going to have to be tight again tonight because the Nets are going to come in here and play loosey-goosey again. That doesn't mean the Sixers are going to lose again tonight. The Sixers have to win tonight. Well, and Brandy85 says that Ben needs to show up tonight. He can't be just all slacking off. Exactly, and that's what people... Now, that, what about Brown? Do you think he's out of here, right? Well, the fact that a guy has a cell phone... On the side again, I haven't called for Brett Brown's head. I don't call for firings, but there's no way Brett Brown, if they lose, there's no way he can survive this. And I know it's not his fault all the time, but sooner or later, you're the boss. Yeah, you sooner have to- or later, all these teams are firing coaches after one or two seasons. Brett Brown got the benefit of the doubt when he was hired to coach a team that was purposely losing to try to get a, get a, a mass draft. Because picks. you can't miss that, even if you miss it during the game and you didn't actually see it. You got you, you to gotta put your foot First down. First of all, you're, you're right there near the player's yeah. bench. Nobody saw it except a- ABC, ESPN's camera crew. It's impossible. And I'm not blaming Embiid, but uh, Embiid was, was complicit. Now, Embiid came out and said, you know, he was, his daughter was sick. So here's the thing. If his daughter's sick and he's not playing anyway, go home to your daughter. Now they got this thing. Oh, they're going to handle it internally. And, uh, that's the problem. When you have drama, when you have drama that has nothing to do with the actual game being played, that's worse. Because if you have guys have bad nights, that happens. But when you got guys have bad nights and then guys are sitting on the bench checking text messages from Mark right. Teixeira, <clears throat> that's bad. Now, now, Dean is saying, okay, the show's only three hours. Enough 76. I know. Time. I just want to make, though, they're playing game two tonight. <laughs> I talked about your stinking Tampa Bay Lightning and your stinking Boston Bruins. Dean. Ridiculous, man. Now, um, how about the Tampa people, Bay Lightning? I, I, I did five minutes on that. That's an well, amazing story. I want to I want to give credit where credit's due. A uh, big bad rapper saying, LOL. Damn, I miss Tony going <laughs> off. Uh, Philly Four, worthy rant. Uh, Dean, haha, Monday, Bruno off the rails. They're damn right. We don't want softness in this country. No, your rants are epic, Tony, and they love you for it. And again, I'm not I don't call people names. I just, I just see it. This is, guys, someone who grew up in this town, and I understand the mentality. This just, just Philadelphia. You go out to a sporting event, you're paying your money. You're not going out there to throw stuff. You're not going out to the run on the field. Those, those people are so minuscule. The number of nitwits who do that stuff because they're going there because they're they they could buy a ticket. Buying a ticket doesn't entitle you to do anything you want. But when you have fans that are expecting you in the first round of a playoff series when you're the three seed. To go out at home in the first game of the playoffs, I know Embiid's hurt. I know that. I'm not. I feel bad for the guy because all the weight's on his shoulders. Yeah. Because without him, and and luckily Boban and Jimmy Butler showed up. Those guys didn't show. And if D'Angelo Russell didn't stink up the building in the first half, they would have lost by forty. D'Angelo Russell was throwing up shot after shot and missing it. But the difference is when they came out at halftime, D'Angelo Russell wasn't missing anything. So again, it's one game. Sixers have the pressure on him tonight. It's ridiculous, man. But one one thing that's without question, that the NHL playoffs are the best playoffs in any sport. And it's not even close. Not even close. It's sad that hockey is the ugly stepchild of... But I got to credit ESPN on their top list on the, uh, on, the uh-huh. on the line across where it says MLB, NFL. 
They actually have hockey back then. Ah. They moved out college basketball, men's college basketball, and stuck the NHL in now on the top right. line. <laughs> uh, men's college basketball has been over for over a week, all right? So after they I, I believe that they, they, the they obviously were listening to me. Because you gave them heck on Friday. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah. Again, not because I like hockey. How can you have a top line of all the major sports that are being played? You have one of the sports in their playoffs, and you don't even have them listed up there. They had men's basketball and MMA up there with, with <laughs> baseball, NBA, NFL. And then once like men's basketball, MMA, and then uh, what was the other one? And then uh, MLS or something. Right. And no NHL up there. Outrage. And I ripped them, and they took they, they changed it. They had to. They it's just If you're the worldwide leader of sports, and listen, I, I don't hate ESPN. I worked there for 10 years. That's just stupid. That's just stupid. Meanwhile, let me give you the other playoff situations, all right, because everybody's played a game now. So you have the Celtics won over Indianapolis in a game that set basketball back to the pre-shot clock era. The Indianapolis Pacers, the Indy Pacers, made 29 points in the entire second half of the game. 29 points in an entire half of that game. That game should not have been televised. That game should have been on public television, or it should have been on, on uh, access, public access TV. Yeah. You know, up there were like all the yes. local colleges, yes. Drexel TV and right. Temple TV and all those like PSA channels. Celtics won by 10 over the Pacers. Celtics shot 36% and had 20 turnovers and still won the game by 10. What the hell is going on out there? That's an embarrassing situation. Portland won by five over Oklahoma City, so a lot of people were doubting the Portland Trail Blazers. They get game one. The Bucks destroyed Detroit. Detroit's already been destroyed by 50 years of uh, disastrous policies, but they were destroyed even more last night. The Milwaukee Bucks by 35 over the Detroit Pistons, who got into the playoffs the last day of the year of the season. And then how about Saturday? You know how many games there were on Saturday, Robin, in the NBA playoffs? How many? I'll give you a couple guesses. Um, I'm thinking it's not three and it's not five. Exactly. Four games were played. But here's what's interesting to note. Of the four home games played on, uh, four games played on Saturday, three of the home teams lost. The Sixers let it off at home. Mm-hmm. They lost at home. Then, later on in the day, Toronto at home, the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, loses to the Orlando Magic at home. The Denver Nuggets, the two seed, and we said San Antonio was going to give them a lot, and Denver's an up-and-coming team, and they obviously had a great season. But Denver loses at home to the San Antonio Spurs by five in their home opener. And then one other team lost at home. Who was that the fourth team? The Rockets won big, so they, were, they won on the road, and that was against Utah late last night. You talk about the Rockets being scary. They won by 32, and they did it playing defense. They shut down the Utah Jazz. Utah hasn't been this shut down since Brigham Young started Mormonism back in the day. Actually, it wasn't Brigham Young. Who was the guy that started uh, Mormonism? guy has like a common name. Yeah, Smith. Um... I'm, look- I'm looking for uh... – did, I... Rap- did I say Raptors? Raptors. The, the Toronto, I may have said the Maple The Toronto Raptors lost at home to the Orlando Magic. I got a lot of notes here. So yeah, this is all prep. 
Nobody's handing this to me. I'm not reading from a prepared statement. Correct. I'm reading from my own scribbled notes in my handwriting now. I used to be the greatest printer. I can really print nicely. And so most of my stuff is printing. I'm not writing long form. And even my printing, i got to use multiple sheets now because I can't even see my own stuff anymore. Here, hold it up so people can see. Let me just show you here how I do this. See? You think this is like, you think I have Luigi in here when he's not playing fantasy uh, that is, soccer? That's scribbling, although I think it's probably more legible than mine. No, it's legible because I know what I wrote. It's ridiculous, man. I said the Raptors lost. Did I not? John Smith is the guy who started Mormonism up there. Brigham Young's the guy who started... I said Smith. I just couldn't remember. Yeah, it was uh, John Smith. Simple name. Joseph. Joseph. Joe Smith. Joe Smith. Smith. As opposed to the guy. Who's who's the guy in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous? And everybody says he has a common name, too. Not Joseph Smith. The Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, when you go to an AA meeting. Oh, not John Doe. <laughs> All right, anybody out there who knows who the guy is at AA, who started AA? Yeah. And he's the guy everybody has to, everybody knows his name. Oh, but see, nobody knows who he is. I don't know. But anyway, I gave you the NBA rundown. Toronto, the Raptors lose at home, Denver loses at home, Sixers lose at home, and one other team lost at home. But Bob, it doesn't matter. Bob Smith. Bob said. Smith. There you go. Bob Bill W. That's it. That's who it is. It's Bill W. You don't know his last name. Because you know, it's anonymous. You, that's why. That's right. Bill W. He's by, anonymous. You don't know who he is. You go by first name only at AA, right? No, you say Bill W. No, but like if you introduce yourself. Yes. Hi, I'm, my name is my Robin. My name is Ray and I quit alcohol on Chantix. Oh, no, that's a different commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows his name at AA. Right. Because he never went to Cheers because everybody knows his name yes, there. exactly. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Oh, that's wrong. Anyway, let me get you the baseball update, all right? Mets and Phillies tonight. All of a sudden, Mike Francesa, if you follow him, I think it was last week, he had the new GM of the Mets on his radio show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And basically, he was scolding the GM, and he was asking tough questions, which is his job. But then the GM was trying to explain that he thought the Mets had a pretty good team, even though to Mike Francesa, the Mets hadn't done enough to satisfy his insatiable appetite, not just for food but for signing big-name players. And he's saying, you t- are you serious? I can't, pu- I can't do that Mike Francesa New York accent. Are you kidding me, dog? He ripped the general manager of the Mets on his show, claiming that even though the guy had high expectations for the Mets and didn't think they were going to be dog meat like uh-huh. the Miami Marlins, uh-huh. which everybody knew they would be, the Mets are now tied with the Phillies for first place. Nine wins, five losses. The Mets actually are scoring runs by the boatload. The Mets are fourth in the um, fourth in baseball in runs runs per game averaged. Six they're averaging six runs a game, the Mets. This is a team that supposedly had a bad lineup. So Phillies and Mets the next three nights here in Philly. Mets are seven and two on the road. And people aren't really paying attention to the Mets. Meet the Mets, greet the Mets. The damn Phillies better beat the Mets, or the Mets will be in first place all alone tonight. Meanwhile, the pitching rotation here, Robin? Yeah. Syndergaard, Mats, and Zach Wheeler the next three nights for the Mets. Uh-huh. Aaron Nola, Pavetta, and Jake, the three pitchers for the Phillies in this uh, series at Citizens Bank Park tonight. Meanwhile, the Astros are the hottest team in baseball, nine straight. They're the only perfect team at home. It's 6-0. and Astros, 
Now all of a sudden they're just a game behind the Seattle Mariners who got out of the gate 13 and 2 and now are 13 and 5 after getting swept. Tampa Bay is 12 and 4, the only team with a winning record in the American League East. Nobody else from second place down is even close to 500. Well, they're close to 500, but they're not over 500. That's pretty sad. The Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, and all the other stinking teams in the American League. And Colorado is the only team in baseball that hasn't won a home game. Can you imagine being 0-5 at Coors Field? And that's your Colorado Rockies. That's your baseball update. <sighs> that was a lot. Yeah, because I don't, I don't want to run down every score of every game because it's, you know, it all happened yesterday. And not so, only that, people can look it up in like three but seconds. But no, but I'm not just giving you the scores. I'm giving you like the, the, grown, the drone view of and, all the important things. Like, I'm not going to tell you who's in first place. I just told you, Colorado's the only team that hasn't won. Tampa Bay, best record in the American League East. The Astros are hot. Seattle finally lost a couple of games. And the Mets, quietly, are tied with the Phillies. Not just the Mets. I mean, the Braves are there. Braves, Phillies, Mets, and uh, who's the other? And the Marlins are obviously the worst team. But the Phillies, Washington, the Mets, the Phillies, and Atlanta are all good teams in this. This could be the top, the best division in baseball with these top four teams battling it out. That's why it's not going to be easy for the Phillies. You know, they score a ton of runs, and then over the weekend, they get embarrassed in Miami on Saturday night, giving up 10 runs. And then luckily, they bailed it out yesterday in 14 innings. So there you have it. You're all caught up. Of course, Jalen Mills got arrested over the weekend in a bar in Washington, no. D.C. Yes. The Green Goblin throwing down like he was in a Spider-Man movie. Was the Green Goblin in Spider-Man or Batman? I think he was in Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Apparently, he throws down with some six foot eight guy, Devin Robinson, who played for the Washington Wizards. I think they cut him now. But Jalen Mills was at a bar. Jalen Mills is six feet, 195. Devin Robinson is six foot eight. So when you look at the tail of the tape in this one, you got a guy eight eight inches taller than you. That's a, that's a big size advantage. That is. Weight wise, the Robinson's pretty thin because he's only two hundred pounds at six eight. That's not a lot of meat on that frame. That's a tall, skinny dude right there. Jalen Mills, more proportionate. Six feet, one ninety five, right? So the guy's got eight inches on him and it's basically the same weight. And guess who went to the hospital after getting tuned up? Who? Not the Green Goblin, not Jalen Mills. Devin Robinson. Who says there's no fight in Philadelphia, ladies and gentlemen? Let me give him a roaring round of applause for that. That's also stupid to get in fights with basketball scrubs in Washington, D.C. You know what I'm saying? Isn't it stupid to get into fights, period? Yeah, especially in the offseason. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. or in the offseason for NFL players. Now, I'm sure Jalen Mills, when he went down to Washington, D.C., didn't think, I'm going to go down there and find some dude in a bar and get in a throwdown outside. And a guy on a team that didn't even make the playoffs, the stinking Washington Wizards, who a couple of years ago were the darlings of the NBA, and now all of a sudden are hitting the reset. They got Bradley Beal, at least, down there, though. Nothing good happens after midnight. It depends on where you're from. I said the Green Goblin's from Spider-Man. Correct. Yeah. It's hard to tell because there's all these crossover issues or crossover characters. Um, and there's even been some. Has there ever been crossover from DC to Marvel? Uh, I don't know. This, the universes are all completely I am right so now. not a comic book geek. I, I mean, I'm I a do... comic book fan, but I think comic, I think 
the comic book, everything's got to be made into a movie by DC or Marvel has almost jumped the shark. And I, nobody loves superheroes more than me. Yes. It's now superhero overload. overload. There's too many of these movies. They're not special anymore. If you read the graphic novels, fine. But the, the whole thing is something becomes popular, and then what happens? They got to overdo it, right? Well, because movie company, movie studios are they, – they really lack originality. And so as soon as something goes – and makes money for them. They're like, oh, let's let's do them all. There's only one character, I think, who crosses over from the DC to the Marvel Universe. Who's that? That's Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether it's a DC movie or a Marvel movie. Samuel L. Jackson's in every movie. Every, every drama, every romantic comedy, every horror movie, every superhero movie, every, every movie movie, yes. Samuel L. Jackson and, is in it. And if it's not him, it's his voice. He's talented. But damn. Damn. At a certain point, I mean, come on. Come on. You know, I used to love him. I, I used to go to superhero. Now I don't even want to see him, him anymore. The, my only, the only superhero I want to follow right now is John Wick. He's my superhero. Because there haven't been that many. But like, if you saw him all the time, you'd get tired of him as well. No, I, I never get tired yes, of John Wick. Yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. No, it's I'm like- waiting. That's, that's the only movie I want to see this summer. I want to see John Wick 3. And again, not because it's excessively violent. But that means that there's only been three movies. Yeah, but still you wait for the next one. Yeah. I'm not waiting for Avengers 72. My point is But exactly. that's why they just made the end game, which means it's supposed to be over. <laughs> yeah, right. That's gonna I happen. thought uh, Stark was in... Uh, I didn't realize Stark went from, uh, from Iron Man to Game of Thrones. Is that the same family? Um, Tony Stark and then the Stark family in uh, Game of Thrones? Totally the same. That's how they started out. <laughs> no, we're driving by a house last night coming back from yes. Home Depot. And there's this house that has a stone front in South yes, Philly. It looks and like there's a, a banner gym. outside. And I couldn't see it. It was on, the, on Robin's side. I said, what the hell does that banner say on that guy's house? And, I, and then you said, what does it say on there? Stark. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I said, it's Stark. I had no idea that was the name of the family in Game of Thrones. I thought there was Tony Stark, who, of course... Is in the is, is oh they're uh, related I'm sure Iron Man we, we can figure it out. like if he if, if Tony Stark traces his lineage all the way back to you know the Middle Ages he'll find that he was related to the family Stark exactly now according to Canon Oakland whose sources are impeccable and does massive research why is Riddle scratching on the stuff on the ta- on the sofa there Robin because a dingleberry dropped off of his ass well, get it the hell out of there Riddle. That's on our equipment over there. Is that a dangleberry? No, actually, that's like a hairball. All right, get that damn hairball out of here. I am going to see John Wick, though. Because that, to me, is great motion picture magic. Now, Dean reports that Hollywood is running out of ideas to make movies about, so now they're going to make a movie about Ward being hard on the beaver. I think that's already been made on PornTube and Pornhub. I think that's uh, that's been made almost every week in the adult world. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Everybody loves your laugh. Oh man. The Mets are in town. Does that mean Chris Christie will probably come here and eat all the food at CBP? Isn't there another dollar dog night this week? No wonder why Chris Christie is coming to town. He's a Mets fan, of course. He is. Will he be in the box? Will Chris Christie be in the box? Anyway, let's get back to the business. 
Robin's going to have a game, uh, a season eight game. Of, now, is Game of Thrones a sport? <laughs> or, or is it just a game? Is it just a game? Now, I love, not a game, not a game, I'm, I'm not a, a game. I am a Game of Thrones fan. I, I think, I think it's one of the best um, series ever made because it is like they shot a ten-hour movie each season. It's, it's amazing. But I'm not one of those fans. I'm like, I have to see it live. I, I'm, I, I can, I can, I don't have now, to. Now you know what I did watch last night. I didn't watch the show. But I like the I like when the cast gets together and they relive like the making of right and I love all that stuff because the movie magic stuff is amazing and it's great seeing the actors many of them never acted before doing this Mm -hmm. so I like seeing those stories the blonde chick with the wig but she's she's like she was like twelve years old when she started and. Well, now no, she, she, no, she was 22 when she, she started. She has dark hair naturally, and then they dyed it, or they yeah. bleached it. And the, and the special effects are phenomenal. And the one thing I will say about this show, even though I'm, I don't watch it, and I, maybe I'll watch it eventually, but it's one of these shows that it's going to be timeless, because it's not dated. You know what I mean? It's not like right. a show that was on back in the no, 50s, and you watch it now, and you're like, because job. this is something that will withstand the test of time, because obviously it's timeless. You know, because dragons, there have been dragon movies forever. But the whole the whole way this was conceived and, and performed, and the scenery, and going to Iceland, and all these beautiful They've it's like James Bond movies. You know, they're always the scenery is always amazing. And they did a great job on this. They shot and it's in gonna Spain. Be, they yeah. shot in Iceland. They shot in. And New so this Zealand. is something that, like, twenty years from now, you know, when when people when people are dead who are watching it now, and when young kids are growing up, that box set that you see in a lot of houses of uh-huh. old shows, right? You pull that out, it'll still withstand the test of time. Correct. It's not going to say, oh, that was like so 2019 because it isn't 2019. Yeah. It's <laughs> right? amazing. I think Breaking Bad will be like that, though. Except guys won't be throwing pizza boxes on their roofs. Well, they will. They usually do if it's yes. crappy pizza. And meth, unfortunately, will always be around. Unfortunately. But there are very few shows, very few series that withstand the test of time. And that's why I think Game of Thrones will be one of those evergreen people will watch it forever. And ever and ever and ever and ever. Now, I'm out on Game of Thrones when the NHL playoffs are on. Of course. I was out, too. That's I wasn't Trevor watching. from the 203. Where is the 203 now? Uh, Trevor, where Trevor? is that? I'm bad with area codes. I used to have hoes in all different area codes. But the area codes keep changing. And the hoes keep moving. So I can't even redo that Connecticut. Song. That's in Connecticut. Oh, that's good. I thought it was 213 up there. Isn't it 213 and 203? Well, they, as you say, they keep adding on more and more. Exactly. Meanwhile, let's get back to the business. I got to do this other update here, Robin. No, you have it over there. Which one is that? The Florida man update. It's not only a Florida man, it's a Florida dead man update. Okay, you have to give me a little bit more warning because since I'm doing all this, I, it takes me a second to... to... Okay, but well, I, I want to get you ready for that. And we have another story, another update that you would think is from Florida, but it's actually from Wisconsin. Something that would normally happen in Florida pretty much every day of the week happened in Wisconsin. And also, we have another video we're going to play for you today. The best Donald Trump impersonation ever. And I don't mean just voice impersonation. I mean, although the guy doesn't, he looks a little like Trump. But it's a really hilarious video of a guy pretending to be a construction worker, Donald Trump. If you haven't seen it, we'll play it for you. You'll see it on other news channels and all the other stuff. Not on this show. Not on this show. Oh, wait a minute. Dean's right. In 20 years from now, people can be watching Game of Thrones and saying, that's what happened because of global warming. 
climate change <laughs> has now turned this world into Game of Thrones. We'll have family feuds. We already have a, it's all about families feuding, right? For the crown. Yes. Okay, I'm not ready for Florida, and and I I'm efforting the uh, the Florida theme music. Theme music. I don't have that. Luigi has that in his I machine. Know. I can't do it, bastard. I do have it somewhere, but I didn't have time to get it. All right, today. let's get to our a sad story out of Florida. Yes. A stupid but sad. It's like what were you thinking? Update. Let's go to your what were you thinking? Update desk in your correspondent, Miss Robin. Dateline, Gainesville, Florida. Gainesville down there. A 75-year-old named Marvin Hajos. Hajos? How's it spelled? H-A-J-O-S. Hages? H-A-J-O-S? Hajos? Hages? I don't know. I know. He's dead. He's dead, unfortunately, because he decided that he was going to be brilliant and import the most dangerous freaking bird in the world that is alive today. Larry Bird? No. Oh. A cassowary. Um, native to Australia, and it is it is it kills more people. Well, I think it's the only bird that kills. People. It's just like a dinosaur. Yeah, it's, it's not even a bird. It looks like a pretty bird. It's got pretty, pretty, uh, pretty. Yeah, uh, and it's it's not quite as large as an ostrich, right? But it is very aggressive. Ostriches could kill you as well with their big claws, but cassowaries are aggressive. And so he imported a cassowary, had it on his compound in Gainesville, Florida. Big, he had like an acre land, and apparently he went out and he is he breeding? He only had one, or is he breeding them? Um, right now it's only saying that he had one, but you only need one. You, you only, only need, need one. one. Um, <laughs> right now the cassowary. Unless you're a dad, then you may need a couple of dads. But you only need one mom. Remember that. Yes. You only need one. You only need one mom. Okay. The cassowary remains at the moment on Hadges's property, and the their authorities conducting investigation. But they speculate that what happened is that he went out onto his property and fell, and the cassowary. No, he has it in cage, like he has a cage, a, a caged in area. He's not roaming free. The cassowary. Right. Yeah, well, you got to keep that. But they're flightless. So if he, I know that, but you still have to keep it confined. Yes. He's not going to let it go out there and fell, graze. He fell in the enclosure. Co- and correct. The, the cassowary came over and saw the opportunity. He didn't say, "Hey, would you like me to?" You, you, you took me out of Australia and you put me in stinking humid Florida, Gainesville. Well, let me help you up here, pal. No. Now, I mean, a cassowary, I don't know if you can see the claws on these things. Let me see if I can find a close-up. No, the claw is... The it, claws are, they're like as big as somebody's hand. And the nails are gigantic. Are vicious. Even the dragons on Game of Thrones aren't as deadly as these sons of bitches. The cassowary, this is, this is according to the San Diego Zoo, the cassowary is a large, flightless bird, and it's most re- closely related to the emu. Right. It Who's can, now doing commercials for Liberty Mutual yes. Insurance. Yeah. It can run up to 31 miles per hour, jump almost seven feet in the air. So he's got more ups than Ben Simmons? He is a skilled swimmer. Now that's... They can swim? Something. Yeah, they can swim. So it can um, definitely... It, it can tend... Uh, Tend off any threats. Well, you mean fend off any threats? Yeah, fend off. They can grow more than five feet tall, and the heaviest females can weigh more than 160 pounds. What's buzzing? Is your phone ringing? Yeah, some... some Is it your mom? Nope. Oh, okay. Um, so, and then their, their claws, the, they have three-toed claws that have dagger light. But unlike the sloth, they're 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 not super slow because the sl- sloth is the no, slowest creature are, on earth. They're super so, fast. So 
this cassowary killed the guy with his claws, not his beak. It's not like they're, he's going after the kill to eat. He was just defending his territory. And the inner toe, which is the killer toe, can, the claw is up to four inches long. Dude. And it can slice open a potential predator with one single swift kick. And sort of like that chick did on Game of Thrones to the guy with the knife against yes. his throat. Who yes. was that guy that got sliced? That was in season seven, though. That was the... Uh... That was the last... Yeah, that's the only because Robin thought the show started at seven thirty. I said no, they're rerunning the final season seven episode leading into season eight, and I hadn't even seen the show, so I sat down for a couple of minutes to get my computer so I can go upstairs and not have to watch the show. And there's like a trial going on, and the one redheaded chick. Yeah, but we're not talking about Game of Thrones right now. No, but I'm talking about about how that's like one swipe of the knife. But it went to his like apparently it was on his chest, so his chest had several claw marks open. Damn. Yeah, that was not. That's what happens when you take uh, animals from their, you know, when, from their natural habitat. You're putting yourself in a position. Now, a lot of animals can hurt people who are caged, but not most animals are are thinking about killing you. Right. You know what I mean? They're not thinking of killing you. This animal only knows how to kill and hunt and slice and dice. Well, He's better than the than the chop. What was the thing that the Vince Shlomo used to do? With the chopper? The slap chop. Yeah, slap chop. He's like a slap chop. He slices, he dices, he juliennes. He does all that stuff. And Larry Bird does live in Florida, but he's not related to the cassuary, as Dean points out. And by the way, 213 is Cali, which we should know because I live there. Because you got the 213, you got the 310, which is still my number. Uh Uh-huh. And there's like a million other area codes. 619 is California, right? Right. 310, 213. But... uh, 203 and 860. 860 was the original, I believe, phone, like ESPN. Everybody's got an 860 number up there in Bristol, Connecticut. Now, according to Wikipedia, the cassowaries have a reputation for being dangerous to people and to domestic animals, but they say that in Australia, there's only been one human death due to a cassowary, and it was... um, because people are smart enough to stay right. away from them. Uh, they're smart. And, and everybody in Australia knows, you know, that big bird with a blue head. Exactly. Stay away. Stay away. And it's, you know. Only no, because I've seen, I've seen nature shows about cassowaries in Australia. Right. And people have guns. I mean, if they see one, you better have a gun to protect yourself because you're going to get torn up. Yeah. Because you can't outrun it. No, you can't outrun it. And. It's a slap can- chop, not to chop slap. It's chap slap chop. Remember Vince from uh, Vince Shlomo? Yes. Shlomo, great last name. It should have been a porno name. It probably is. He's probably doing that now. He's not selling any more <laughs> stuff on TV, is he? I don't know. So this guy got... But so the last documented death in Australia was back in 1926. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They've gone that long with those crazy now, birds a, running around? There's been attacks and right. there's been injuries, but that was the last death that was confirmed. Probably because the person had a better chance of getting away from it in Australia than a guy who has himself penned in with one that he has on his property in Florida. Yeah. I mean, he didn't have any escape route, right? If the, he's, he's inside well, the enclosure. Down, yeah, but he was in an enclosure. Yeah, and, and then he was, and then the guy fell, and then boom, that was it. Because once you're down, Cassware, you're, you're dead meat, so did to speak. He give them the, did he give them the figure four leg lock? What was his closing move, the Cassware? <laughs> you got to have a closing unless, rest. Unless Again, I'm not had, laughing at a guy's death. It's, yeah. it's really... Unless they had a closed caption camera on them, we might never know. We don't have to pull up a Vince Shlomo slap chop commercial of it and play it. 
Because that was one of my favorites. Remember, you're going to love my nuts? And he's like chopping everything away. And he was you follow, that's where you follow me camera guy came from. The famous quotation. You follow me camera guy? And then he had another product. It was made in Germany, remember? It was made in Germany. You know the Germans, they always make good stuff. Wasn't that the, the cloth? That yeah, was that was the ShamWow. Sham that was his first thing. The ShamWow was what put Vince Shlomo on the map. Vince from ShamWow here. And then he had the Slap Chop. But they were both great commercials. And now the guy from Flex Seal. But he's not funny, the guy from Flex Seal. The guy from Flex Seal is serious shit. Hi, it's Vince. There he is. Let's, let's okay. give, give me a little Vince from... Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Now I have to transfer. See, you, you, you don't understand how much I have to do. To I understand, Rob, but I'm giving you time. I'm, I heard you started, so I thought you had it ready. Let's go. Let's let's do a blast from the past, a throwback Monday, to commemorate the slap chop of the cassowary in Gainesville, Florida. You're gonna be in a great mood all day because you're gonna be slapping my nuts with the slap chop. Now look, here's my nuts. One slap, you're gonna love my nuts. Two slaps, you're gonna love my nuts. Look at this. But you add a mushroom, slap my nuts. The more you do it, finer it gets. You have to switch any blades. Now. You love my nuts. You hate bits. You know you hate making salads. That's why you don't have any nuts in your diet. Watch this. One slap, nuts. I love my nuts, too. But once in a while, get the veggies in. At least throw it in my nuts. Top of the pizza. You're going to love my nuts. Five seconds, four or five seconds, you're going to love my nuts. And you're going to love this. You don't have time to make breakfast. My nuts. To go. You're going to love my nuts. Watch the. That's the remix, Robin. Come on. Yes. It's actually funnier with the remix. You're going to love my nuts. You're going to love you're my gonna nuts. Sla- Does anybody still have a slap chop? It's like all these other devices that we buy. We think they're great. We use them for a couple of months. And then they're in a damn closet somewhere in the kitchen, up, all the way up in the kitchen cabinet. And we don't use it. Right? You had the slap chop. You had the vegetti. Not the vajayjay. Uh, no. The vajetti, which vegetti. is the spinning the vine. I've, I use that. <clears throat> yeah, but for we, like a month. No, but I... Because, and then we moved and it was in a... It was in packaging. Storage. Storage yeah. forever. And but now- the other thing I use, though, is the one where you have... It's like a it's like a big oblong thing, and then you put carrots in there, right. and then you push it down, it and it's slices, got two it sizes. Dices. No, all it does is cube, <laughs> and it makes tiny cubes or bigger cubes. Yes. And like if you're making a soup, you're going to love my soup. You know, you put the carrots in there, and then you push it down, and it puts them down inside the container. Right. And then you do onions and carrots and anything, and boom. Boom. And then when you make soup, everything's uniform. You don't yes. have to like chop up all carrots, slice and dice and julienne. Now, speaking of kitchen utensils yes. and utilizing stuff... Luigi's very excited because last night we posted a photograph where we've invited him over to dinner before his show on Wednesday. Yes, we were in Acme. And because Easter's coming up, it's not just OM. The Easter hams are everywhere because people are buying hams for for Easter dinner. That's yes. one of the traditional Christian right. Easter staples. But, but ham. screw ham, even though we like, as you all call it, OM. 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 We are going prime rib. Yes, and now the prime rib's on sale at yes. Acme. But you got to have a coupon. Normally, $7.99 a pound. And you know it's expensive because it's good stuff. Yes. $4.77 a pound. So we are doing full-on prime rib. We'll rub it. We'll Slap it up, flip it, and rub, rub it, it down. down. Some garlic, lots of butter. Beautiful. Put it in the oven. I agree. I mean, I like ham. You can have ham anytime. Prime rib is like super expensive. And when you get it for four seventy seven a pound and you get yourself a nice five pound piece, just enough. You, yeah. And then you can get the then when you get the three nice slices, you're talking about not the cheap uh, six ounce cut, not the crappy eight ounce cut. You're talking at least 
10 ounces. 10 or, or 12 or yeah. maybe a 16 ounce slice. That's a lot. Get that of meat. baby on there. You got the That's au jus a lot on there. Of meat. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she said. You get the, you get the, you get, I'm going to cut it in threes. I know you like the, the chintzy, wincy, like real thin, eight ounce uh, golden corral thing. Why are you accusing me of something that is Because I know whenever pre- we have prime rib, I say, give me the biggest damn cot you have. And you're like, oh, no, no, I can't eat a 16-ounce well, prime rib. Yeah, especially when you're... Yes, you can. <laughs> no, I can't. That's a lot of meat. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> How's everyone doing? <laughs> Make some noise. Yeah. <laughs> but see, being an Italian family, we have ham. Yes. But you know what else has to come out at Easter dinner on Easter Sunday? pasta. Pasta. Pasta, it doesn't matter whether it's Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, uh, it doesn't matter. tax it doesn't day, matter. every Sunday, Thanksgiving. It it's like pasta has to be on every yeah. holiday table in some way, shape, yes. or form. So you got Thanksgiving, you got turkey, you got to have pasta. Uh, Easter, you got ham, wem, you got to have pasta, right? Which is goofy no it's not it's smart no. that's why the italian that's why italian food is the greatest food on the planet's surface and no other type of food maybe mexican is second right now i think mexicans moved up the on our top 10 list of the most food favorite woods foods on earth i made burritos the other night yeah no mexican food go to italian food number one right. mexican number two we may have to do a survey a survey of the top five greatest foods like nobody ever says hey let's go out and have british food no that I mean, you may go to a pub and get some greasy fish and chips yeah, you might have a banger every now banger and then. yep i hope that i had a banger yesterday as a matter of fact thanks for asking me. yeah you, you, you might have like a <laughs> banger or a banger and but am mash. i wrong here with all due respect to my british no. friends you're Nobody says, hey, let's go find a really great British restaurant. I want some haggis tonight. Yes, yeah, so let's get some fresh haggis. <laughs> that shit's good stuff, man. <laughs> no, I mean, like every now and then you might have like a really cr- a big craving for fish and chips or something. Yeah, that's, but not, that's not bad. A, you go to Arthur Treacher's for that. Or Long not, John Silver's. You're not going to survive on British food. You can no. survive on just Italian food if you have to. You can survive on just Mexican food if you had to. It's nice to mix it up now and then. No, it's know, good. But, but I mean, but, I can have Mexican food every day. Yeah. I can have burritos. I can have tacos. I can have enchiladas. I can have gorditas. I can have all the chips yes. and salsa. I mean, it's, 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 it's basically, it's everyday food. It's, right. it's, it's common food. What do you call it? Peasant food. Comfort food. Comfort food. <clears throat> Damn it, Tony. You are just, speaking of, this, this is not comfort right here. No, because of my allergies are killing me. Last, so I took I, I took a So double. I yelled at Robin, she's sneezing last night. So Robin, are you take you gotta take an allergy pill every day. You don't take it one day. No, I know that I haven't been I have had no allergy issues. My nose has not been stopped up. I haven't been, you know, sneezy, whatever. Last night something happened and all there must be something that's blooming at night. And we had the window open because it was nice out, and my eye suddenly, just from one minute to the next, were on fire. Fire. Yeah, it's nasty. I Luckily, it rained. Go you, look at your car. There's like pollen everywhere. Ugh. But then when the rains came in the middle of the night, it washed a lot of that stuff off. Thank God. <coughs> but no, I'm I I the when it goes to your eyes, I just want to claw my eyes out. So I'm doing the allergy pills now. You just get a cassowary, then he'll take care of your eyes for you. Yeah. Mean. So Italians number one, right? Can we all agree on that? 
yeah, I think I so. I mean, around the world, what's, yes. the, what's the most popular food? There's more Italian I mean, there's, restaurants. There's so many different... It's not just pasta for Italian No, food. exactly. But I'm saying yes. traditional Italian, Italian food. Period. Pretty much, is there anybody who doesn't like Italian food? When I say I Italian pasta, lasagna, ravioli, you know, there's, there's all kinds of exotic Italian foods, too. Really shishi restaurants that yeah. serve the little portions. And you're like, that's $70 for that? You kidding me? Family style. When you think of family style servings, what do you think of? Italian. Yeah. Bring out the dish. Absolutely. Like when you look at seafood, you can serve that fat, but you're not bringing out 15 lobster tails. That shit's expensive. You know what I mean? <laughs> Unless you're on Yost Van Dyke and you're doing the all you can well, eat yeah, lobster. Well, yeah, but that's different. That's different. Which is amazing. We may have to do a survey. Was there a tornado warning in Philly last night? Yeah, in the middle of the night in different places. I was, watching, I was watching AccuWeather last night late night to see what was going on because it stopped raining and it was, it was overcast. And then I saw all this line of thunderstorms coming across the country yeah. heading in this direction. Well, and you can see up, the Right around, I think it was like 3 o'clock in the morning, I woke up and it did. It, it, there, was, there was hail um, bouncing off the, the windows. And the, but there wasn't big hail, though. No, but it was, it was loud. No, if, you, if you had a lot, if you had heavy hail... You see it. You go outside and the cars have all these dings in it, dinks in it. Well, you're talking about like the golf ball size. No, it doesn't even have to be golf ball size to make dents. I've seen a lot of cars with hail damage. Not mostly here in Philadelphia because we yeah. don't get a lot of tornadoes in the city. It's got to be a more open area out here. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I didn't realize there was a tornado warning. I yes. just know that it was um, Riddle, our, our one cat, was hiding. He was definitely in hiding um, because normally he's on the bed, but I think he was under it. Yeah, he has. He's. We need to get him one of those thunder vests that they put on dogs. He's now chilling down here watching the show live. Yeah, he's totally chilling. He's he's fine all the time except for weather. Weather yeah. is the one thing. Some animals, like most yeah. cats, aren't affected by thunder. Yeah. Our cat Riddle is. The other cats don't care. He literally goes hides under a bed. A lot of dogs do that too. But there were t- Chinese food, our good friend Ken in Oakland. I think that's, that's top five, I no think, doubt about it. I think Chinese would then be number three. So it's Italian. So let's make a list now because we need a list because we have to go shopping because it's Easter's coming up, Passover, uh, any other holidays that we're going to miss here. Easter, and of course, we were, in, we were in five below yesterday buying all the Easter accoutrements. Yes. I got myself a new bubble machine in there. Oh, every so year, excited. every year, there's Did new bubble machine. Here? No, I'm going to have to, I'll crank it up tomorrow on okay. the show. My newest bubble machine. And this is cool because I don't even have to hold it. I know. And I'm everywhere so I go, whenever I go to Disney or an amusement park, I always have to buy the latest, greatest new bubble machine. You're like the Pied Piper of bubbles. You're like really? the, the bubble, bubble bubbler. Pied Piper. Anyway. Is Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris burning down? What? No. I didn't see that. Hold on. Let me look. Breaking news. Notre Dame. <clears throat> Notre Dame Cathedral Notre in Paris. Dame. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on around the world. <clears throat> We're getting a, a report oh here. Oh, my that... God, it is. <gasps> oh, this is awful. Hold on. I'm going to turn on the news. It's all over Twitter, so I, I have to pull up a news, news feed here. Let me turn on the TV. Except it's hard to find a reliable news source on TV. We'll keep, we'll keep an eye on that for you. But thanks for letting us know, though, yeah. it's all over. I'm not on Twitter. I'm just looking at the main uh, feed on our uh, Twitch feed. And people are saying it's all over Twitter. So I don't have Twitter open. I need like 17 devices. Right to now get... they're saying that the, the, the Notre Dame was um, undergoing renovation work. Mm-hmm. And that the... Um, 
that they're saying that it was potentially linked to the renovation work. They're not quite sure yet. Wow. All right. And, and now we're getting word that the Mueller report is going to be released on Thursday this week. So all of you who are on pins and needles waiting for the Mueller report, that's going to be released on Thursday. And so now also that the uh, actress Lori Laughlin and her fashion designer husband, Mossimo Giannulli, say that they are pleading not guilty in the college admission scandal. Uh, and that's very dangerous yes, from a legal perspective. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but I do see lawyer billboards and commercials every 10 seconds when I watch TV or when I'm driving on a highway. But when you plead not guilty, you're going to put yourself in the position where you're going to have to go fight it in court. You cop a plea, which is what uh, the other chick did, Felicity Huffman, you know you're not going to get 20 years in jail. If you plead not guilty and you're ready to fight it and you lose, you're going to the big house and not full house. And not, uh, what are, was she in Full House, Lori Laughlin? Which one of those uh, shows? I know full she's house. in all the Hallmark. She's just Full House. She ain't going to the Full House. She better be getting ready to go to the Big House. So and Not the one at Ohio State, either, or Michigan, I should either. I have think. live video footage, uh, thanks to um, KTLA, and it's showing here, it's from CNN footage, that, the, that it is majorly on fire. Wow. Yeah. Mm. All right, we'll keep an eye on that for you. Crazy. So let's say we're making our top five list of favorite foods. Not my favorite foods or your favorite. We're just doing trying to do something scientific. I hate polls and I hate lists, but we got to say, will everybody agree at times number one? I, 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 is there anybody that doesn't agree? It's probably easier. Yeah. Because I think most people would agree. That and then we're going to put, are we going to put Mexican number two? I would put Mexican number two. I agree. Two. I think Mexican's number two. And then Chinese, number three? I could see Elizabeth. What was that? Chinese, I'm going to put number three. Now, there's variations. There's Chinese, Thai. I mean, there's a lot of Asian foods. But I think there's more Chinese restaurants, per se. Right. Because we have restaurants here that still call themselves Oriental. There's one on Broad and Moor that's been there since I was a baby. And it still says Oriental food. And Oriental was one of those words that we got rid of. Right? Because Mm -hmm. it was, like, racist. Because nobody refers to it as the Orient anymore, do they? Other than the Orient Express, the Orient Express where people yeah. die and then they make the remake of the movie every two years. And it's the same tired, boring, long-blown-out movie, Murder on the Orient Express. But the Orient Express, I believe, the train still runs, and it's called the Orient Express. But we have, like, when, when China used to be Peking, mm-hmm. then it became Beijing. But in Chinese restaurants, they didn't change it to Beijing, duck. It's still Peking duck. Did you know that? Peking or Peking, no matter how you say it. Pub food is number one for me. Can we completely say, can we say fast food in the top five now? Wow, Tony, I don't know if you can switch over to your live feed. No, right here. Uh Can you see it? Oh, I see it. Yes. Wow. The top of Notre Dame Cathedral. It's just fully engulfed. Wow. And then that means that all of the artwork and everything that's inside of there is going to be damaged as well. Well, we'll see what happens, but obviously it's not a very good site. That's not just a Horrendous. that's not a grease fire in there. That's that's major. That's the entire top of the world renowned Notre Dame Cathedral. God, hopefully not only will they be able to save the building, but hopefully nobody gets hurt. Exactly. It's horrible. Now, bar pizza is number one. <laughs> now, bar food, believe it or not, is really popular because it encompasses a lot of different things. You go to a bar, get a burger. Right. You can get Chinese food, you know, pot stickers. You're not getting. How about uh, 
So we're going to make it as fast fast food in essence is probably more popular than all of these things combined. Burgers, like hamburgers. Yeah, because there's so many burger chains. But would that, yeah, be, but would that be considered just a, a, a type of food? I mean, fast food is a type of food. I wouldn't consider it fast food, though, because I think that that's kind of like American, Americana, American food. So I think we have Italian, Mexican, and then American. What about Chinese? Chinese is three, Rob. We already agree with that. You think that's three? Absolutely. Yeah. Worldwide. Well, maybe. I don't know worldwide. I mean, obviously, in, in, in some countries, they don't have any of this food. You know, they're eating grubs. Uh, in some countries, they don't have any food, sadly. But I think I think that people, when they think of comfort food, I think that... How about like, like steakhouses? But that's under American. I so we're going to put it as American? Although it could be Brazilian because there's fantastic Brazilian steakhouses. Yeah, that's what too. I'm saying. I mean, it's got to be... That's the three, the three that are ethnically linked, okay, are Italian, Mexican, and Chinese, right? Okay, yes. Name me another ethnically linked food restaurant or or actually way of cook. French. <clears throat> yeah. French is a little more she she, and it can encompass so many different things. No, but French, you know, the foie gras and the uh, escargots and now the... I personally do love because I, I'm very saucy. I love all the saucy stuff. Well, who doesn't? I'm going to put French in there. Even though there aren't as many French restaurants as there are Chinese, Mexican, or Italian. Are we doing top 10 or top 5? Let's do top 5 for now. Okay. So we got... What about Korean barbecue? No, but that's... that's, See, there's a a separate subcategory of Asian foods. Yes. You know, you got Vietnamese food now. Right. You got uh, Korean food. You got uh, Nigerian food. So Bangladeshi so, restaurants, African food. And then there's Indian. Too. Indian food. Would you put like Korean, Vietnamese, Chinese, Indonesian, Thai? Would that be all under? It wouldn't be Asian, under Chinese. It would be Asian. The, would you Asian have to affair. make that an Asian category? Yeah, because there's not as many Vietnamese restaurants, but there are more and more right. every day. Right. And it ain't a phony. Okay. Man. It's not, that's not phony so, either. So you got it? Po, it's po. we're doing Italian, then Mexican. And, and then instead of Chinese, we do Asian. No, because Chinese restaurants are standalone. People go to a Chinese restaurant just to have Chinese food. But in the Nether- in the Netherlands and a lot of other places, because of the influx of Indonesian, when you go to a Chinese restaurant, you're actually going to Indonesian I, I get it. There are a lot of restaurants that do that. They're, but the point is, it's still known as a Chinese restaurant. Oh, somebody mentioned Greek. There were, we have to think of that, too. No, they said they're having a Greek right now. That doesn't mean they're at a restaurant, right? That could mean different things, too. What else has to get a mention? Pakistani food? Well, Indian. Indian food. Indian slash Pakistani. Don't confit, but that's French. Korean's popular. As I said, the world is, I mean, especially here in Philly. Philly's become yeah. a great restaurant city. It didn't used to be, but you can get anything here. You can get any kind of food you want. Right. <coughs> and most big cities are like that. Well, I think that there's no discussion about the first two. The top three, I think, are locked in. See, but I don't know about the... Yes. I think that, that when you're talking Chinese, I think you need to open that up to other Asian. I'll open it up to any Asians. I love Asian women. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't discriminate. What's your Mount Rushmore of ethnic cuisine? Luigi checks in now on the Twitch board. I'll start. Sasha, Marie, Isabella, and Mia. That's his, top, that's his Mount Rushmore. But I'm bum. Thank you. Let me get one of those. Indian, Pakistani, I mean, there's a lot of great foods. Yes. From all over the world now. But I'm not a big, like, 
I had Indian neighbors, the, Mate- the Patels next door. They were great people. I love Indian And I like food. some Indian food, but I'm not a big, I'm not a big curry guy. Well, Steph Curry, yes. Here's the problem with Indian food. I love the taste of it. Mm-hmm. I just don't like what it does to me. Because I, I suffer. I don't know what it, if it's the saffron or the curry or what it is. Tony Bruno, stop doing that. I got one little piece of, I got a hang there. Oh my there. God. It is Where's such my a, files? It is such a horrible tick that you have. I know it is. I will go get you a nail file in just a moment. But stop chewing. I'm I got to get it cut off. I need to put that, what is that stuff, the bitter nail polish that you put on people's fingers so that they stop chewing? No, you know what I do nails? on the one nail? I, I always put that... Uh, the stuff that seals it, it's almost like the cut sealer thing, the liquid liquid nail. You know what I mean? Liquid stitches. You've seen that. The yes. liquid stuff you put over it, and then it covers like if you have a cut. Yeah, but that doesn't help your... No, it'll cover it up. But I have to get the stuff that sticks. See, there's like a piece of skin sticking out on the end, the cuticle, yes. when it pops up. And, and chewing... it's so annoying. I'm not chewing the nail. I know it's pronounced fa. I was joking. I was trying to make a phony uh, comment with P-H-O, fa. That's huge now. Here in South Philadelphia... One neighborhood on Washington Avenue, it's one big Vietnamese shopping center. Right. There's a, there's a supermarket. There's all kinds of fa. And there's like six restaurants, and they all say fa on them, P-H-O. So fa is huge now, right? Yes, it's huge, and it's delicious. Thai food. I love I love Thai food. Pad I like thai pad thai noodles. Your favorite? Pad thai noodles. You don't really <clears throat> veer out of the pad thai. No, it's my go-to. When it's I go to a Thai to. restaurant, I always get pad thai noodles with, with chicken. See, now, uh, Ken in Oakland says, I like Indian food, but just a little curry. Here's the difference. Indian curry does something to me. Indonesian curry. What about Steph Curry? What does he do to you? Does does uh, does, does Steph Curry do anything for you? Uh, Yeah, he does a little something for me, but it's on a good side. (laughs) But but, But Thai and Indonesian curry does not do the same thing to me that Indian curry does. That's why I think it's it might be the saffron or something else that's exclusively an Indian spice. No, curry is really, really strong smelling. Yeah, but it doesn't, like, I can have curry in other types of ethnic foods, and it doesn't bother me. Not the guy who was in uh, The Great Actor, Tim Curry. Not him. You like Tim Curry, right, Robin? Yes. He's phenomenal. I love Tim Curry. I might want to, well, there's, Tony, get it out of your mouth. I, know, I can't stop it. <clears throat> as Luigi sex, as we Italians say, get the fa out of here when you're going into the fa restaurant. Tim Curry, one of my favorite... <laughs> roles that he ever had he played the devil in one of um uh in in legend and it was um tom cruise's one of his very first movies tom cruise had a movie called legend yes no that was the one with with will smith was i am legend i am legend but uh tom cruise had this was when he was still really young i don't i think it might have even been before risky business no i think risky wasn't risky business his first movie i don't think so no he was in um all of the the the, top gun was before risky business top gun was afterwards but legend was um with mia tim curry's still alive and acting isn't he but tim curry's great tim Okay, that's it. I'm. I'm. I need a, you I need, off. Anybody? Ha- no, I need a little nail clipper. I don't want a file. I need just a little nail clipper. I don't know if you can see it. It's one of those annoying pieces of skin or piece of your cuticle that pops out, and you just want to bite it off. You know what I'm saying? Our good friend Brenda, Brenda says, when I was married, I had German every night. And now I'm getting hungry now. See, it's lunchtime. 
and we're talking about food. Now we won't be able to eat for another hour. And that's an outrage. Tomorrow, after our show, on Tuesday, you know where we're going to go? We're going to head down after we do our noon to three show. We're going to head uptown. Downtown, cross town, all around the big town. All we're right. going to the big foodie chats get together. Oh, my God. Our good buddy Steve Green is coming to town with the foodie chat nation feeling you. Foodie chats, baby. We're not going to do an actual full show there. We're not going to take our equipment, break it down, because we won't have time to break this equipment down, then take it and then set it up, because it's only like two and a half hours after our show Correct. ends. But what we are going to do is we are going to go live on Twitch TV with your phone app. Yes. Because that's the fantastic thing about Twitch. And what I utilize to stream live onto Twitch called Streamlabs. Streamlabs. I like that. It actually has an app that is available on your phone with great connectivity as long as we have good. good no, I can't. I'm going to break a nail trying to get the uh, paper. Oh, look. Robin got me some new, uh, some new files yesterday in Five Below. Yes. They were less than $5, actually. It's pretty good. And my bubble machine, which I will bust out tomorrow for your dining and dancing pleasure. So I just cut off the piece of skin there, the hangnail, and now I'm going to file it. And look, rainbows. Rainbows, baby. Tony, seriously. Tomorrow will be Taco Tuesday. You know what we need to start doing? What? Filing our nails on the air? No, we need to start having food... Drops? Food drops. Like right towards the end of the show... If there's any restaurants out there that want to start, yeah, that would be food, awesome. It's giving us food like right at the end of the show. It'd be perfect. We used to do that on the radio all the time. Yes. We'd bring in, you know, like Primo's hoagies, and we'd say, "Hey, it's not a hoagie, it's a Primo's baby." There's so many restaurants here. We should have a different restaurant every day cater the show, and I then agree. we'll bring some guests down and do it live. How great is that? Now we have been talking about Game of Thrones. All day long. We got to do a Game of Thrones, not the show, because there's spoiler alerts. People who didn't watch it, they don't like hearing about it. But this isn't on the show. If you didn't watch the show, you probably don't care by now. How many days was it? Like 500 and something days between the last episode of season seven? It was a seven? long ass time. And that's how come I had to rewatch the last episode, and they were smart to play the last episode of last season because I forgot half of the stuff. I really didn't remember. Like, did I watch this? Too long. I know. I forget most women I dated if I if I wait more than a couple months. Not yes. anymore, though. Robin and I are ten years. Ten years. Do we give ourselves a roaring round of applause for that? We should, even though you forgot our anniversary. That's all right. I forget my kids' birthdays too. That's it happens. True. It happens I, when I you really, get older. I don't feel that bad. Exactly. But um. I do, even though you don't watch Game of Thrones, it will still affect your life. And we're going to tell you yes, right now. Yes, it does. It's like a lot of things affect your life. Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> as a new member of the, what's the family? Tony Stark family of uh, f- families. <laughs> Let's go to our Tony Stark correspondent. A woman who follows the Starks, the Hatfields, the McCoys. Bonnie and Clyde and all the famous duos and families. Yes. And, of course, the Gambino crime family. You could never forget them. Now, or the Gaudis. So, you, even though you might not be watching Game of Thrones, coming to a neighborhood, neighbor, school near you is going to be a Stark or a Game of Thrones family member 
Are you saying so you're calling this the Name of Thrones? The Name of Thrones. Kids are naming their ki- people are naming their kids after Game of Thrones oh, fictional kn- characters. You knew that this was going to happen, but Game of Thrones is so popular. And after th- this started happening after the first season, but by between 2013 and 2017, the most popular girl's name from the Game of Thrones to be named to, to name your child after is Arya. Aria? Yes. Isn't that they named that casino in, now, in Aria Vegas, right? Now, Aria is who you mentioned already. She's the one that slit the guy's throat. She's the blonde chick? She, yes. She has the, the, the sword called the needle, and she's... No, sl- that wasn't the blonde chick. That was a little tiny girl. Yeah, that's the one who slit the... the that's yeah, but that's not the blonde chick who rides no, the dragon. That, I didn't say that. Okay. The, you said blonde chick. She's not blonde. No, I said... Did I say blonde? Yes. Oh, well, I didn't mean blonde. Sorry. The little chick. Um, she's the one that, that utilized her sword to slit the guy's throat last night that you happened to see on TV. Yeah, I saw that clip. Game of Thrones is so- Whoops. And so, um, so a total of 30 girls were given the name Arya in, in 2013. It's now up to 114. Is this where? Just in one town or around the world? This is just happens to be in one now, one town. But across, is it in England or in the United States? All over. Okay. This is all over. Um, so the names like Jackson and Sophia, right? They're out. They're out now. They're out, out. Although a lot out. of kids, you know what the big names for girls now are? Olivia and Sophia. We happen to you know, know yes. a lot of them. Yeah. Those are big right now. No, there's no Olivia in Game of Thrones, is there? Uh, I don't think so. No, there's no there's no Olivia. But like all the, the percentage of like people are even naming their children Stark. Not as the last name, but as a first name. How's it a first name? It's a last name, I isn't agree. it? I agree. But it's it's climbing up the rankings. Who's gonna name their kids Stark? I, I agree. But the number one girl name, Khaleesi. And that's the blonde chick. Khaleesi? That's my sister's last name. Last name, I know. Wow, so she was way ahead of the way curve. Way ahead of the curve. But that's her last name, not her first name. If I didn't even a, know there was a chick named Khaleesi. That's the blonde chick. Well, that's the one that rides the dragon? Yes. Does she ride the... Uh, <laughs> ride the pony? <laughs> does she ride the one-eyed <laughs> Willie? Now, so far, nobody has named their kids any of the bad guy names. Wait, does somebody a- ride the baloney pony in Game of Thrones? No. Okay, I was just checking. So thank goodness that none of the, the bad people names are, are, but I wouldn't be surprised if that happens as well, because, you know, somebody tried to name their child Hitler a couple of years ago. They did? Remember, there was some, like... Was thing, it a white nationalist, or... It was in England, oh. which makes it, well, it doesn't matter. Um, Theon. Theon? They're Theon. Now, he, I wouldn't name my kid Theon. Is that a bad guy, or is that a guy not, or a gal? He's not a bad guy, but he's a real mm. wimp. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, that's what millennials and, and will be naming his, their kids now, then. And he got his penis chopped off. So okay, then he can really be a millennial. Yeah, I know. He'll really be confused about <laughs> his gender, then. So as a kid who's named Theon going to grow up and not know whether he's a biological male or female? Is he dead? Uh, not yet. Wait, so they cut his penis off in the show and he's still alive? Oh, yeah. What did they do back in those medieval days when somebody really, went medieval on you? And he, he's kind of wimpy, but... It was actually a bonus. Remember the fight that you saw last night on the recap oh, show? Oh, on the beach? Yeah, on the beach. 
the fact that he had his penis cut off allowed him to... Did he have his penis cut off on that scene where they just leave him on the beach and get into no. boats and drive away? No, no that was way, away? way before. But the, the reason why he won that fight was because he had his penis chopped off. He was able to win the fight because the guy tried to utilize kicking him in the nuts oh. to um, Did he win. play golf for an Indian soccer team prior to that? <laughs> <laughs> So, anywho, you, even if you don't watch Game of Thrones, it will affect you in one way or another. Hey, we've had people name their children after us when we were on Into the Night nationally. We had tattoos made of us. Yeah, people were procreating, listening to the show. And if you're doing that right now, congratulations. It's only 2 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern Time. But people have done that. But so you're right. Olivia right now, I, I think... There were so many babies named Olivia in the last year. Just in our block alone, yes. I think there's three of them. I know. it's unbel- Sophia's popular again, and Olivia's very, very popular for yep. girls' names, right? Yep. And kids' names are what? Bryce? Not because of Bryce Harper. Cooper's but always Cooper. Has been big. A lot of dorky names now. No man, no, no really masculine names. What do you think? think. What, do you, what do you consider a masculine, a manly, manly name? Like uh, Chuck. Frank. Butch. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you couldn't figure out that Wait, the guy who won the butch. fight had no dick? Yeah. How do you fight without a dick? Uh, Did he use it to like, blunt? Is that what he was using as a blunt instrument to bludgeon the guy on the your beach? penis to stand on. I mean, and you can if it's big enough. But Wait, I have an update, a stark update from the man who knows everything. He is the great. <laughs> Ken from Oakland, ladies and gentlemen. A Stark, not Tony Stark, of course, who is Iron Man. He says in the 1999 Sci-Fi Channel TV series Farscape, there was a character named Stark. I, I did not know. It, See, I'm telling you, because they reshow all, all those shows related. at night on on Sci-Fi Channel and Comet. They they show like what's the one with the guy who was to, uh, Tarzan, Kevin Sorbo, and uh, there was a bunch of those shows. He wasn't Tarzan. He was, no, I said he was. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, no, he was. Um, Kevin Sorbo. Oh, he was uh, one of those gladiator dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who was he? Kevin Sorbo was in a lot of things. He was in a couple of those space shows, <clears throat> but they're on Comet at night. You know what I mean? I, I, I know. I shoot. A lot of them were like Star Trek ripoffs and space ripoffs. Actually, the guy who's Aquaman was in one of those shows. I know. The best I haven't Hercules. seen. Them. Hercules. Yes. That's right. Not Unchained. Because there were a lot of guys who played Hercules. I know. But Kevin Sorbo was in the TV version. I need to get TV Kevin version. on the show again. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Good guy. Really nice guy. Exactly. Meanwhile. Did we miss anything? No. I gave you the golf update. We, we got to get Florida. this. Uh, we got to get this. Oh, uh, you know what we do have? We have one more. We don't like talking about politics, but we do have. Oh, the Donald Trump one. We, yeah. have, a, we have a Donald Trump impersonator. That's probably the best impersonation I've ever seen. But you seen. have to watch the video, too. Yes. Just because there's a lot of people who do Donald Trump's voice. You know, there's a lot of great impressionists. Frank Caliendo, he does a pretty good Donald Trump. We saw him in, uh, when he came to town last year. He does a good Trump. You know, and obviously, I don't, I don't even know if he sounds like him. On Saturday Night Live, Alec Baldwin. Does he sound like Trump? I don't. I know he puts the wig on and he looks like him, but I don't know if he actually sounds. Because the best way to tell is if you're not watching and you hear the voice. Right. And you say, wow, that guy does sound like Clinton or Trump or whoever. You got to always have to find in your repertoire, if you're a great uh, impressionist, 
you got to do the president. A lot of Obamas were good. A lot of Clintons were well, good. This, Reagan. I, I'm not sure exactly who this guy is, but he looks like he's maybe a telephone worker. Or he's a construction, construction worker. Construction yeah. worker. And he's a big he guy. Looks, he's, a, he's a big guy. So he looks like a fat Trump. Right. And he's hysterically funny. And he is spot on. Spot. Are we going to go to the tape now? Yes. So I think he's talking about, uh, you know, how the economy's doing better. It is so awesome. So. Right. Let's go to the tape here now. If you don't, if you want to see this on Twitch.tv, you can see the video. You'll hear it too, and it's just as funny. It's even funnier looking at him though. But it's a heavy set guy with a hard hat on and one of those orange, uh, orange protective vests, vests yeah. like you would wear on a construction like a site. Vest, yeah. Yeah. And let's go and listen to this man break it down as the president of the United States, Donald Trump would. What a tremendous day here. The Long Island Railroad is screwing up this job. It's a horrible job. I have hired my good friend, John Valente, and his great right world. He's a tremendous people. And I'm going to tell you right now, we have to come in and do this job on time and under budget. We're going to go with Oliveria. Or is it Oliveria? They're good people. They're Italian, but they're good. Why are they Portuguese? I don't know. But they're tremendous people, and we are going to get this job done and done the right way. We are hiring many more pork chops because we love them. They're tremendous people. And we are going to do a great job here, Rosie. I'm going to say your, your, your husband is a tremendous attribute to this job. And we are going to get this job done the right way, the union way. And it's going to be a tremendous job. He's a great carpenter. He really is. I eat lunch with carpenters. Thank you so much, even the evil media, for coming. <laughs> <laughs> It really is. The guy looks like him. I mean, he looks like a really fat Trump. His face is fat, but he's visually resembling him. He's got the blonde hair and a hard hat on. And then, obviously, he's greasing some friends to do this video. So it's a guy who does, obviously, a Trump impersonation. I believe he's a real construction worker, too. 